0: can't make this work, then I'm going to have to get a real job. Right now, I'm out. Hey,
1: listen to me. This is a real job.
2: I'm the one with the job. You're the
0: one who lies around the house all day in a pool of your own slobber. Gary Hoffman. keep drug a stink in here so bad the livestock wouldn't stay. Shannon Farron. She is washed up. You understand me? She's finished. She's a troublemaker. She's on my list. Gary and Shannon. You can
3: Google it. It's worth a Google. Now, Paul, the drop
0: 40. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Everyone here at KFI wishes all of you a happy new year. The following is a encore presentation of the best of Gary and Shannon.
4: <laughs> Let's talk about rectums, shall we?
0: And that concludes our encore presentation of the best of Gary and Shannon. Please enjoy your New Year's Day with the following musical selections. He says as he drops, he turns off the mic and walks out. without naming names let's go around the horn just a show of hands okay let's let's start with this who who here doesn't drink
5: yeah not really
0: nick yeah i know that answer. I and do. an un, unnamed part of the show don't don't out your are yes or no are you a you're oh okay all right nothing wrong with a little bubbly i i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to booze shame anyone like what happened at 6am this morning I, mean, I ain't saying nothing I ain't saying that. Was
6: there booze shaming? Yeah, there was. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, there was. And I had me with an epic hangover.
6: Well, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, hey, uh, Happy
0: New Year to ye as well. Layla Muhammad, Nick Vavarka, uh, and Blake Doan. <laughs> hey, Blake. Uh, happy New Year to everybody. <clears throat> I still, I might repurpose. Since it is 2020, I have the domain. Uh, remember, um, you know, when you go to Starbucks, you can't say, I want a 20-ounce roast. You have to say, you have to say Venti. Even though you're not in Italy, Venti is Italian for 20. You have to say Venti. So when Howard Schultz announced his run for president, I immediately grabbed Howard Schultz, venti, dot org or dot com, I think. And and uh, then he never bought it from me. But I think I can repurpose just venti, venti because that's 2020. It is 2020. No, I have a. have got a my cousins are Canadian from the British Columbia. They're the the, the cloud's of B.C. But they all played football at Oregon. So every couple of years. Um, This happens where they they rent an RV and they drink their way south until they uh, run into Santa Clarita and and, uh, their wives fly down separately because they're smart people. They will not do that. They will not play that game for for two days in an RV with a bunch of drinking, farting Canadian men. Uh, And these are not like Justin Trudeau. These are like Western gun owning Canadian guys. And, in fact, their mom is Ukrainian. So they're, they're from, from the Bronco-Nagursky side of the uh, Ukrainian tree. So they, they, their DNA uh, is just way different than, than most people's. But 6 a.m. is still 6 a.m. And I, I set an alarm. Come Gary and Shannon today, tomorrow and Friday. And at 6 a.m., uh, yeah, to, even though they have an RV... For some reason, they were wrapped up in blankets on my tile floor, demanding that I start a fire in the fireplace. <laughs> I'm like, "No, go out and chop a tree down." You're Canadian, and uh, and so anyway, that's we we heard a lecture. We heard a lecture about uh, people regretting not partying last night. That's all that happened. The very a very a great young guy here at KFI just said, "Yeah, I regret not partying," and he got lectured. So anyway, they didn't want to hear that, so I turned KFI off. Uh I'm just I'm just saying that I'm just saying. The other thing, and Nick and I were talking about this, that uh, that happens today, uh, is you'll hear all over, you know, Good Morning America and everything. They'll have a doctor uh, in to talk about curing your hangover. And uh, my only question is always, did that doctor go to Wazoo? Oh, he didn't? Okay, well, bye. I'm I'm switching channels. Because uh, I got my doctorate in that at this place called The Washington State University. And uh, so I I am the subject matter expert on this, and I I would pass on my knowledge I think to Nick who who may need it uh, down the road. Sure, I could use it. Though, hey, but I got to say you're very high functioning. If if you did, what did you do last night?
2: I uh, went to my parents. Um, didn't get too crazy, and then I was home by ten. And then I just, uh, I had a, a couple of rolling rocks and then I fell asleep.
0: We, what, what I did, when, when I got the word late Sunday night that I wasn't coming in on Monday and Tuesday, uh, the daughter and I made Monday our New Year's Eve. So we went up to Morro Bay and we did our jump in the Pacific ritual to wash away 2019 on Monday. I had a blast, <clears throat> had a really, really fun time. And, uh, and so what did I do last night? Well, I just call it McClouding. So uh, I McClouded. And and we wound up, uh, since it was just a sausage fest, we just wound up watching the last, the final four episodes of Mandalorian. Oh, good choice. Yeah, and then after the the you know episode seven or yeah episode seven, the second to last, then we stand up to it for a run outside pee break, and we find out not, none of us can stand uh, really. So uh, so that happened, and then we then we watch the final episode. And I have to re. It's one of those things I got to re rewatch it today. But but here, but here's the deal. Here here's here's what my cousins know, and here because it's in their DNA. And Here's what I know because I went to Wazoo. Water is the key. The whole scam about Alka Seltzer is that it makes you drink water. There's nothing in the Alka Seltzer that that you're you're not going to get in an aspirin uh, or an ibuprofen or or whatever. It, you have a headache because the uh, the blood vessels in your head have contracted because you're dehydrated because alcohol is a um, diuretic. Um, that's why you pee more when you drink alcohol versus uh, drinking water. So you have to replace the water. That's why, you know, if if you have that autopilot <clears throat> that you're given as, as you leave Pullman, Washington, after the Washington State University, then you know you have that autopilot right before you stop remembering stuff from last night. You go to the sink and drink a big glass of water, and possibly if you're if you're uh, if you're a baller, if if you're in the pros, you pop two aspirin right then, because there is there's nothing worse than never mind the banging hangover at six a.m. It's the wake up at four a.m. when you 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 just have to urinate uh, like a cow, and if, if you don't think of that beforehand, but, so you have to manage it. You have to first of all know what the end state is. I'm going to be blotto. Blind drunk, which is not not me last night, um, but I just know this from at when I was in college, and I would do that sort of thing. We would write down in our planner, blackout drunk, and right before you blackout, you you take a pee and you drink a bunch of water, and then whatever happens, you wake up at least hydrated and uh, and dry in 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 um, in, in, uh, in the pants, so you can wherever you want to pass out in the snow. Of uh, Pullman in December or January 1st, great. Not a problem. Edward R. Murrow, you know what? That's all I know. I defend this as people from Wisconsin are driving to the Rose Bowl saying, I can't believe that guy is enabling people and teaching them how to drink. If they don't know how to do that, how come a guy in the radio is telling them that? Um, Edward R. Murrow, We we name awards in radio. In fact, an Edward R. Murrow winner, Steve Gregory, will join us next hour. Everyone in radio wants an Edward R. Murrow Award. Layla Muhammad, have you ever won an ed- a Murrow?
6: Oh, thanks for saying Layla's never won a Murrow. Well, no, I'm just saying, have you? <laughs> no. I haven't. I, haven't. But, I don't uh, think I've ever applied for one, though. I, I know. That's kind yeah, of the never unspoken thing. For, because, yeah. you know, you have to know that you have a strong piece of work that yeah. may even be a contender for Murrow. And you have to Murrow. be kind of a crap weasel. No, yeah. I, I know some great Murrow
0: winners. Why are you winking?
6: <laughs> um,
0: the point I'm making is, do you know what... Edward R. Murrow's alma mater was or is Washington State University. I didn't know that. Cougar. But it was Washington State College when he went there. So, And believe me, the the movie, Good Night and Good Luck, that Clooney movie about Edward R. Murrow, which is a great movie. um, When Murrow was in London during the Blitz and his famous, this is London and all that. He and Walter Cronkite and all of Murrow's kids, this is the legendary Murrow's kids, they drank like fish every single night. They were they were hooching it up, and Murrow's rule with these guys was be ready to play the next day. I don't care. We're all you know we're at war. London's at war. America wasn't at war yet, but Edward R. Murrow was coming live on the CBS radio network from London. And, you know during during the Blitz, he would describe you know the fires in East London and and all that. Uh, he was hung TF over, you know, and so was Cronkite and and those guys. Where do you think Edward R. Murrow learned that? He learned that at the Washington State University. So I'm all I'm. My bona fides on this are, and and by the way, the evidence it's it's January first, ten fifteen in the morning. I am sitting here. I think at ninety percent efficiency, maybe eighty five. And I might be at hundred percent next hour. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. So listen to what I'm saying. I don't think I have to tell uh, the duck fans how to do this but you Wisconsin fans, well they're they're hardy people in Wisconsin. And um they're I'm, I'm sure they're all uh in their rental cars trying to figure out who this guy is and is this really Los Angeles radio that we're listening to? <clears throat> uh yes it is. But as for today we are your duck your duck station of record. Uh Rose Bowl kicks off at um is it two or three? It is at two p.m. Okay, it's at two p.m. There we go. Um, and uh, by the way, a little secret about the B two that you saw this morning, little little secret I found out um, not the hard way, but kind of the fun way about four years ago. Uh, when we come back, it is this really it really is the Gary and Chen show.
4: Let's talk about rectums, shall we?
0: Right after this, rectum talk on rectum. I don't even know him. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hi. Gary and Shannon. Happy New Year, everybody. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, the Pope the is coming under fire in some circles and not so much in others. Uh, stories that we're tracking, and uh, I'll get to this here at length in a minute. Iraqi protesters withdraw have withdrawn from the perimeter of the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. Uh, the uh, oh, let me tell you about the Rose Bowl. The eight thousandth Rose Bowl is uh, getting teed up for two p.m. there in Pasadena. The Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, kind of like the doyers, the buyers are in town to play the uh, the ducks, the Oregon Ducks, the Ducks of Oregon. Uh, Chip Kelly nowhere to be seen, uh, by the way. And the Pope has apologized after slapping a woman's hand uh, to free himself uh, from her grip. Uh, if you missed the moment, this was St. Peter's Square in the Vatican, a sovereign country. After his Christmas mess. Message. and you know what? I don't know. Is he? Is this? Is this the perp walk? Is this? Is he walking? I, I think this is after the message. And he goes and he blesses the crowd, greets, the, and he does a, a a meet and greet, a grip and grin line. And as he was turning away because he's shaking off hands, uh, a a Korean woman grabs his hand and starts yelling at him in Korean. He tries to pull his hand away, but she has a death grip on his hand. And he, he winds up slapping her away, and it went something like this. He's working the line, working the line, working the line, working the line. And that's her. That is her grabbing his hand, yelling in Korean. And then, uh, for some reason, Sky News buffers at that point. But the real life doesn't buffer. That's my warning. That's my uh, advice to all you kids here for 2020. Real life doesn't buffer. So anyway, he he tries to pull his hand away, and she has both hands. And he goes slap, slap to get her to. And he and he looks he looks pissed. He he he's not happy uh, about this. And let me do the slap again. Um, but <clears throat> he slaps her twice. Why he apologized, I don't know. And uh, uh, Nick, who actually listens to the Pope's message every year, you said that he in in the message, he denounced violence against women.
2: Yeah. And he apologized for uh, he said, I apologize for the poor example yesterday.
0: And, and, then, then, and uh, then
2: he said every form of violence inflicted upon a woman is a blasphemy against God who was born of a woman.
0: And yet he goes down there and clenches his fist and smashes this woman in the face like it was MMA. Well, I don't
2: know about that. Oh, he slapped her. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a little. It was a. But ride. she
0: was out of line. She did.
2: She did pull him in pretty. pretty yeah, good. I mean,
0: I don't get why he's apologizing. Here's some of the headlines uh, from the interwebs. Pope Francis visibly annoyed after woman grabs him. <laughs> well, he's taking a vow. Uh, that's CNN. CNN follows up with Pope Francis smacks woman's hand to free himself of her. NBC says disgruntled Pope Francis swats hand of woman. YouTube, uh, indignant Pope Francis slaps woman's hand to free himself. Washington Post, Pope Francis apologizes after smacking hand of woman who grabbed him. Daily Beast, angry Pope Francis slaps away woman after she grabs him. Pope Francis pulls himself away from woman who yanked. That's Huffington Post. They, they're they're avoiding the fact that he, <clears throat> that he that he that he smacked her. Angry Pope slaps hand of woman who refuses to let go. That from the Independent. Uh, in Britain. So you see a wide, wide variety. Bottom line, I wasn't raised Catholic. I don't know. where Are you guys? Any of you guys? You? I, Gary I and Shannon yeah. both were raised Catholic. I was. You were? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, obviously this, this is a woman. And I don't think women are taught the same thing that men are taught. And that's, first of all, don't pull on your pope and don't don't beat the bishop. So she must have missed that lesson. I think it's that simple. But, folks, if the pope comes to town, don't yank the pope. Don't pull on the pope. You just, you it's in you know that Jim Croce song, right? You don't yeah, tug on the pope's yeah. uh, you don't pull on your pope, right? You get my kind of blindness, and uh, you don't you don't uh, you certainly don't beat a bishop. And someday, if he becomes a cardinal, you don't you don't whack the cardinal either. And you certainly, if there's if there's white smoke, which one's the pope when they elect a pope, it's black smoke or white smoke? I thought it was red. Let me look. No, it's, it's not. not red we, smoke. We know it's black, they either burn paper or they burn something. Red anyway, one of those two colors smoke. indicates. That uh that they have raised a pope, a, a good, firm, solid pope, and they ask you not to pull on him. So anyway, this woman
6: White smoke, right? We, is, I think I think I that think means we have smoke. a new Pope. Yeah. Oh, yep. White White or, Smokes it's, means new Pope. That's all right. The Pope just texted me. And I agree with you that he I don't think he should have apologized. <clears throat> I mean I get it.
0: I you know, he kinda okay, he used a violence. Against a woman, after, so she's supposed after to t- yank t- him <laughs> across
6: the line, and I'm like, "Where's security?" I know, and they're right behind her, and you see, see they're ap- too far away. I'm sorry. Apparently,
0: they didn't learn anything when John Paul II was was uh, nearly assassinated by the KGB in the 80s by using a, a a Turkish guy. I mean, John Paul II was shot, and he was, and that's after that is when they came up with that acrylic, that Lexan clear glass, uh, the the, the Pope mobile thing because he he took to he took a couple of rounds and and i guess ever since then you know i guess francis wants to be a popa of the of the of the people and he i guess he wants the people to pull on him just here yank me um but i don't think he has to apologize for anything however he did apologize and and this uh, and maybe the irony of denouncing violence against women and then employing violence to get a crazy woman away from him is uh is what the issue was so i'm i'm not quite sure <clears throat> oh, I've reached a number of uh, articles. I have to log in with Michelle Cube's uh, ID. All right, uh, but anyway, his his apology. Well, Nick will print it. Can you print the apology? Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, violence is bad when you're when you're the Pope. Oddly enough, some of the bloodiest wars in European history were led by the Pope at the front of the column. But well, but they've since learned. They they've uh, they've uh, since learned. It's a far different. Uh, Deal that we're uh, dealing with these days. All right, we'll uh, be back in just a second. Yeah, what is the backstory about what's going on in Iraq? Are we were we really close to having an embassy overrun in Baghdad yesterday? Uh, we have to go back a couple days and then go back a couple years. We'll do that when we come back. It is uh, Brian Sutphin filling in for Gary and Shannon, the first show of uh, 2020, and I'll I won't play it again. <clears throat> it's too obvious. Uh, back in a moment. KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Show Brian Suit filling in for Gary and Shannon. Fox is running their dead celebrity montage. And two two takeaways. One of them, I just I don't want to say the name, out of respect for maybe the fan, I didn't know who the guy was. But the other one, I didn't know Danny Aiello died. When did Danny Aiello from Do the Right Thing and Mob Movies and Papa Don't Preach? That, that he was the dad and Papa Don't Preach. Which pretty seminal video. Uh, but he died. I didn't know he died. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, he died. It was
6: December 12th. Oh! It was recent.
0: I shut down. Yeah, like most people, I shut down in uh, December. No more news. Just stop uh, with the news. James Ingram. That's a loss. Phenomenal voice. James Ingram. Uh, there you go. And we lost another monkey. Peter Tork. I don't, I don't recall hearing about that. But uh, we, and the world lost another monkey. Um, well, so in Iraq, and um, if if you're um, if you're burning Donald Trump because he said Iran will pay the price for what's going on in Baghdad, and you're and you're saying, uh, "No, dummy, it's actually the embassy in Iraq," then you're going to want to listen really, really closely. For you see, um, Iran has been interfering in Iraq since we overthrew Saddam. Um, I- Iranian funded militias were the Primary enemy around the Baghdad area, the the so called uh, Mahdi militia, um, uh, backed by or led by uh, a young man by the name of Muqtada Sadr, whose older brother and dad were actual religious uh, studiers and clerics and were respected men. So Saddam killed him. Uh, his so the son Muqtada, um, skived off to Iran, and by March of two thousand four. We, we literally had a kill on sight order for Mctada Sodder and his militia. They started wearing uh, Airsats uniform. We were given a, a very broad uh, description, and but it became really clear uh, who they were on the streets. And we we had shoot on sight orders. I'd never seen such a thing, but it was a war, and it's customary in war to kill as many of the enemy as possible, and that's the guiding principle that they were following. Um, and so it calmed down uh, quite a bit because the uh, when we established a popular vote, the the Shia were able to see that we actually believe it or not, Americans when we say everyone should be democratic, we actually believe that silliness. And so we held an election. The Sunnis said, <clears throat> we don't buy it. The Shia said, "I can't believe this crap. hold hold my chai." And we held a, a vote. The Sunnis immediately felt like, oh, we missed out. They're actually counting the votes. This is a, a real thing. So it sort of uh, calmed off uh, calmed down. But the deal is we always knew uh, behind this, the Iranians were injecting Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps guys, these guys from what's called the Quds Force, which is the external terrorist branch of the Iranian government. They were injecting them into the Baghdad area. Um, uh, in, into uh, some of the other towns, Najaf and uh, Karbala, where we were fighting them because the next day we would see, uh, in the world's largest cemeteries in Najaf, Iraq, it's a Shia cemetery. So a lot of these guys were conveniently killed in the town that they would want to be buried anyway. And we could, the next day, we could see new boards, new new effectively headstones, and they were in Farsi. They were not in Arabic. You had to know the difference. And so we could basically do battle damage assessments. It was really clear that they were funding some of these militias. Okay, so you fast forward to the Obama administration. And and when you say precipitous withdrawal, that really undersells it. Obama ran saying, I'm not Bush. I'm getting us out of Iraq. Well, the the problem was you, you just can't unbreak it that fast. And the Pentagon had said, well, we actually need like five years to rebuild this army. You can't just snap a finger and say, ah, there you go. You have an army. You don't need us anymore. Uh, We didn't let the Germans have an army for 10 years until 1955. Um, And we had to remake the Iraqi army. And so that became painfully obvious when ISIS involved, um, ISIS invaded, uh, coming on seven years now. uh, When the, the, the Iraqi army, even for them, the Iraqi army set a record for walking backwards. And I mean... You know the U.S. Army was two and zero against them and set a world land speed record in 1991 of making an army walk backwards. But when ISIS showed up, they said we can beat that record. And the Iraqi army was was either hauling ass back to Baghdad or they were uh, walking as fast as they could backwards. And many of them, thousands of them were overrun by ISIS and executed. The whole so it was really obvious that they couldn't defend themselves. So there were for the Iraqis there was two choices they had uh, beg for the Obama administration to be the administration that that said we were going to get out and then resends a gigantic, you know, maybe an entire division back to Iraq. No way was Obama going to do that. So they turned to the devil they knew, Iran, and they invoked Iranian money. The Iranians said, hey, what luck. We're right next door. We already have a skeleton of a militia. We'll come in. We'll pay for their equipment, pay for their training. Hell, we'll even lead them. We will come to Iraq's rescue. And sure enough, Iran came in with the Popular Mobilization Units, or PMUs as they were called. Um, They barely listened to the Iraqi Ministry of Defense, which um, the NATO and the U.S. Army led a breakneck, get Iraqis up to speed effort in 2015, 16, 17. And it worked, by the way, phenomenally, because the Iraq- Iraqis are smart guys, um, and they are good soldiers when properly trained, equipped, and led. And so we properly trained them, equip them, and led them. And Iraqi special forces are very good, as long as they're not politicized. That's a problem, is once a government finds out they have this weapon, they have these guys who are pretty much the best guys on the battlefield. When we're not around, you know, it, it becomes political. So anyway, we, we retrained the Iraqi army. They were able to assert themselves over these militias because the deal was the militias are Shia based, they're Shia Islamic uh, Shia Islam based, and they take their orders out of Tehran, not Baghdad. So when they were liberating Sunni areas north of Baghdad, they were not nice guys, and that threatened to re tear some of the divisions uh, that that Iraq had worked so hard to uh, t- to heal. And and if ISIS did anything good, it was that they reunified. Uh, Iraq, But the Iranians were still trying to divide it up by uh, by religious lines. And so ISIS is is now a low-level insurgency in Iraq. They're not an organized army like they were. So the Iranians didn't stand down the militias, and they're a threat to the civilian government. And they now are asserting themselves because the Iranians want zero Americans in Iraq, none, zero, not even a residual force in the embassy. And so from time to time, they take shots at Americans. And what they did last week was they fired rockets at an American base north of Baghdad. One of the rockets killed a, an American contractor, a civilian contractor. Well, we know the exact firing point, the point of origin of rockets and mortars. We we have a radar. Every, everybody, every, every country on earth has a radar that can extrapolate backwards where the rounds came from. It's not a guess. I mean, we know down to a a 10-meter square where the rocket came from. So um, on Sunday, the uh, U.S. Air Force struck five of these bases. These these are the Iraqi militia bases funded and led by the Iranians because they don't freelance it. Somebody told them, shoot those rockets at that base. Let's get the Americans out of here. That's why they did it. So we retaliated, bombed the bases, and we killed a bunch of Iranians and a bunch of Iraqi militiamen. So this was Sunday. So it was crystal clear that they were going to do something back. And what they did was they they brought hundreds of members of one of the militias outside the U.S. embassy, which is the largest U.S. embassy in the world. It's huge. We took over one of Saddam's um, <clears throat> palaces. The CIA has their own palace in in the embassy. They're they're called uh, OGA, other government agency in Iraq. And they had uh, they had Uday Hussein's. Um, his pleasure palace. They, they they called it Club Oga. There was a pool and and all this. It was it was Udai's butt hut, and it's a huge embassy, huge and very prominent in the very center of Baghdad. The Iraqi government didn't want it. We took you know his old headquarters, and that's where they were. They, they you would need hundreds of thousands of people to surround it, but. Uh, so anyway, the United States announced uh, uh, that, hey, we're going to defend it one or another. And so the uh, the Iraqi government, they did their job. They came to the rescue. They told those guys to get the hell out of there. So uh, they did. So the situation over for now. Uh, back in a minute with What You Watch, and because it's a Wednesday, even though it's the—nevertheless, it's the 1st of January, 2020. It is What You Watch on Wednesday— and boy, have I got a good one. We'll be back right after this. It is Gary and Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Why
4: you always got
0: to rain on me and my vibe. KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is see Gary and Show, Brian Seuss, the leading stories that we are following. Uh, it's Rose Bowl Day, New Year's Day, everybody. Let me tell you about the Rose Bowl. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, Oregon, there at 2 p.m. Iraqi protesters or terrorists uh, have withdrawn from the perimeter of the U.S. Embassy, but is at the end of it? We'll see. And if you've uh, missed the uh, big story of the Vatican, somebody released live bobcats as the Pope was walking, uh, working the, the handshake line, and a woman grabbed his hand. Here's the audio. So, uh, there, there's the bobcats. The, the papal security is ineffective, absolutely paralyzed. As live bobcats are running around the Vatican, it was just—it uh, was disturbing to say the least. Uh, well, it's Wednesday. That means is what what you, you watching Wednesday? The following program is brought to you in living color.
6: What you watching in there?
0: Americans love television. They wean their kids on it.
7: USA Television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows. It's
0: well, I'm, I'm maybe I'm late to the party <clears throat> on on you on Netflix, uh, uh, and and by the way, shout out to Amazon because they sponsored a float in the Rose Parade this morning, and it's promoting an upcoming Amazon movie, not a series, but a movie. So it's a float that did nothing but promote a movie, and you know what it did? It made me go look it up. It's Troop Zero on Amazon, and that that comes out. Uh, I guess uh, I guess soon. And then because I'm I'm Mr. Clickbait, uh, I clicked on this Will Ferrell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie called Downhill, which comes out on Amazon movie, comes out on Valentine's Day on uh, February 14th, <clears throat> uh, 2020, which uh, will be the 101st anniversary of the Colt 1911. No, it won't be hundred and eight. Anyway, um, so uh, it worked. I, I mean, I don't know how much that float costs, but they got – we watched it, uh, I don't know, two or three minutes of, of time on national TV because Nick is just glued to the Rose Parade. Of course. But, uh, but I mean, it worked. It made me wonder, well, what the hell is that? And it's a TV movie set in the 70s in Georgia about these <clears throat> the, these girls who form a fake uh, sort of Girl Scout-like troop because they want to win a contest to get their voice on that golden record that Voyager uh, took out to, uh, to to space. So, anyway – I saw that. I'm late to the party on you. I guess Shannon's talked about it, right? Yes. Yeah. And and Monica Ricks, they've both binge watched it. I heard Shannon say she's in season two. I got to say, okay, and, and if you've noticed, I've mentioned two women who like the show. I stand here to tell men, you got to watch you. Why Y-O-U. Um you? Me, me and producer Victor were talking about the fact that I he found it liberating that I admitted to him that I watched you. And he went, yeah, I watched it, too. Because you don't have to turn in your man card. And here's producer Nick Viverka with a little more. I, how, how do you describe it while giving it away, though? <sighs> it, it's based in New York. Yeah. Contemporary show. It's it's about a, a single guy. <clears throat> and there's a woman that he likes. And she's with a, a D-bag. And the guy who likes her takes things a little too far. Or does he? Or does he? <laughs> the, <Yeah>. the, <laughs> the wackiness ensues. All, all I know is it, 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 the device in the movie is his un his his inner monologue is part of the show, you know, and and it's it's brilliant, you know. He's he's you know, I, I get it. it's been done before. However, I think this has been this is done extremely well. Bruce Willis, you know, used to look at the camera during Moon. That was a big breakthrough with moonlighting in the eighties, is he would look to the camera and he would say to the audience what his inner monologue was saying. And and that was just groundbreaking, you know, in 1986. But you you hear this guy's inner monologue, and I I can just tell you, you don't have to like, you know, oh yeah, don't worry. By episode three, it really takes off. No, no, no. It it got me. The Netflix algorithm is evil. It put it it put it in front of me. It, it's I've said no to The Witcher, I think, 50 times now. I don't know why it thinks I'm a dork, but I'm not going to watch something that looks like Game of Thrones. I've already I've got my Game of Thrones. It's in the bank. Do you watch The Witcher? I'm not Witcher shaming. I haven't seen The Witcher Have you it, does it come up uh, for you? It does and I
2: that's The Witcher is always something I've heard about over the years. I have no interest.
0: I guess it's a the, series of books and now it's got the screen and it doesn't blah, really meet my interest. It keeps popping up for me too, but Henry Cavill
6: doesn't uh, sell it for me.
0: I you know, I like him. I didn't even know he was the guy with the long white hair. I yeah. no. I like him in, in everything he's done. Uh, do you remember he was in the Jim Caviezel uh, Count of Monte Cristo? Was he's he? in that. Yeah, he's Guy Pierce's son. Huh. Um, but not really, as we find. Sorry, spoiler alert. Well, I for, haven't seen that for uh, Alexander Dumas. But, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, spoiler alert from <laughs> from 1815. Everybody never read it, but uh, the count, the count had a child with anyway. So so anywho, now I like I like Henry Cavill, and he's a better he does a better American accent than most Americans. You know, I was outraged when an Englishman became Superman, but he's a good Superman. But now there's a new Superman, isn't there? I thought he was a good Superman. Uh, but I'm not going to I don't, don't want to see supernatural swordplay because it's you know game Game of Thrones was its own thing. And now there's a zillion competitors, you know, in books. I'm not I'm not going to watch. It just keeps putting it up because epi- wa- I'm watch. i watching episodes of, the, of Meat Eater because um, uh, a friend of mine was in a couple episodes. So I, when, I, when I watch Meat Eater, which is a hunting show, a real actual hunting show, then it puts up The Witcher. So I don't know why. I, I was afraid it was a dork alert. That's what I was sort of afraid of. <clears throat> um, well, what are you guys watching? I know we only have... I, was like, uh, I the only let's pick- carry it over. No, you know what? It's first of January. There's no format. We're gonna keep doing what you're watching. Sure. Also, next hour, uh, I got to talk about that one deal. That one deal outrages me. Eight hundred five two zero one KFI. If if that deal pisses you off as much uh, as much me, I'll want to hear from you. Eight hundred five two zero one KFI. Call in about that one deal. Uh, back in a second. It is Gary and Shannon KFI M six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. the Ahi Radio app. No Brian suits him in for Gary Chen. Today, Tamari, and uh, Friday. You. Do we have the sounder? Because I, I, I um, so it I is, okay, we're tracking January 2nd so uh, around the world. And right now, uh, happy second day of 2020, 2020 love New, love New Delhi. New Delhi. So, that's like, one of the dumbest things he can do. I mean, there's a purpose to tracking Santa. Because he's busy giving away the crappy stuff. And then coming to America with all the the awesome stuff. There's a reason for that, but you know, it's not news that it's midnight in different times. Stories that we are tracking Iraqi protesters have uh, withdrawn, and uh, I'm going to stop saying, I'm just going to write that out. Iraqi militia terrorists uh, have withdrawn from the perimeter of the U.S. Embassy. Well, let me tell you about the Rose Bowl coming up here at 2 p.m. today, and uh, in shocking video, uh, the Pope has now apologized for what happened yesterday. A woman. Uh, Grabbed his hand, was yanking him towards her as someone else released live Bobcats. And we have uh, the audio of that.
4: Slaps (laughs) her.
1: And the
0: Bobcats. Here's the Bobcats. Wow. Just absolute chaos there. You know, Bobcats don't go Rare. That this is what they do. I, I was showing Nick this video two bobcats face to face, somewhere in the uh, deep of Ontario, Canada, and they sound like two six year olds doing nipple twisters. It sounds like my daughter doing a bobcat impression, but anyway, that's that's. uh, But that wasn't what that was. That was different. Anyway, live bobcats released uh, in the in the Vatican. Uh, Steve Gregory is uh, long, (laughs) Uh long time, long time, my man. Yeah, buddy, how are you? I'm sorry for what I called you, but they laughed in there too. I'm not. I'm just not going to say it on
7: the air. Why not? I I don't. I'm not offended. I um, guess. I don't know. Should I be offended?
0: Did, did you go to a uh, costume New Year's Eve last night and you <laughs> left your Sebastian Gorka <laughs> costume on?
7: <laughs> what are those pills he sells uh, Fox? I, oh, I don't know. Some, some health thing. Some health thing. I think some prostate shrinkage thing. <laughs> um, um, in fact, I think that's what it is. But anyway. But um, you're here for a real reason. I am here for a real reason. I spent last night, you know, people think I'm really crazy because most people are enjoying libations with their friends and, you know, hanging out or, or being a homebody and cooking a nice meal and drinking some wine. But I decided to hang out with the LAPD on the one and only DUI checkpoint last night in the Valley. The, the, only, the only one? The only one in the city of Los Angeles. Can you reveal it? Well, they move yeah, it around. no, no. And it's public knowledge. It's not, it's not <clears throat> a secret. They, they release the information to the media yeah. and it's available to the public. It was on uh, Van Nuys Boulevard last night, just north of Roscoe. And they pick these locations based on a number of factors, and and the most important of which is that there's got to be ingress and egress for for vehicles, for safety vehicles, um, and for people who don't want to go through the checkpoint. That's real close to 405. It is. It's a mile. It's 1.2 miles because I remember driving from there last night. So they're looking for people exiting from a party, coming home. No, what they're looking for is anyone who's <clears throat> impaired regardless of the situation. I mean, this last night was the end of a series of checkpoints that they've been doing for the last few weeks. And they pick locations based on statistics, based on what's happened before in the area, whether it's the high concentration of DUI crashes or or citations given or people arrested. They put all this, all these stats together, and then they determine where the hot zones are, and then they apply for grant dollars to... Data-driven... Yeah, it's a data-driven uh, operation. Excellent. Uh, well,
0: what, what do you have? Uh, do you have yeah. some audio for so us? So I really, I really hope LAPD doesn't release live bobcats at the DOI checkpoints last <laughs>
7: night. I, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> or the, the canine units, like the what was that one video where the the dog jumped through the, the oh car, truck the, the
0: fur missile in Carson. Oh my god! Wasn't gosh. that in Carson last week? Something yeah, like a Belgian fur missile.
7: Yeah. And speaking of, I want to go back to something since it's you and I talking. Um, the uh did you see the video i posted it on my instagram last night the video uh that was released with the osprey's that that dropped off the Marine. yeah detail yeah and, oh my god that was cool yeah yeah the the osprey's
0: came up from kuwait it looks like it
7: was uh, done with through a flare lens
0: yeah yeah it was it was shot by a drone and and so they they flew the marines into baghdad international airport or biap and then they shuttled them on osprey's into uh the green zone that. international zone, as it's called now.
7: I thought that was some of the coolest footage, and it was so neat to see those guys, and then, and then they get off. It's just, it's just cool. I just I wanted to ask. As soon as you saw it, I just... them out the back, and yeah. It was neat. I, I just love I love our military like that. I think it's cool to see that stuff. Um, so anyway, so I got some sound of officers questioning some people that they think might be impaired. So they're seated behind the wheel. Right. So At the checkpoint. And so people know that a supervisor, the supervisor on duty, will determine what the pattern is, the the, the formula or the pattern in which people are stopped. And they use the LAPD has DUI specialists. Oh yeah, yeah. If Absolutely. they pull you over,
0: they'll call that guy from across the valley to come and so that uh,
7: the yeah. arrest sticks. The, the people that were on last night, they had six uh, highly trained DUI officers from different bureaus and different divisions around the city working on this detail last night and they are trained t- to look at body language and look at, you know, reactions to uh, questions and, and take pulse. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that they did that roadside like that. Be- I mean, before you even get out of your vehicle they're at, you know, they, you put your arm out there and they're taking a, someone's pulse. The so driver's your pulse, pulse is
0: racing because you're terrified. Cause they, there might be live Bobcats.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this particular case last night, when I first got there, they were doing every six vehicles were automatically being stopped. And uh, mm-hmm. this is to avoid any kind of profiling or any kind of a uh, uh, subjective, um, you know, subjective selection of any kind. Every six extremely
0: low profile, tired, <laughs> old mobile cutlasses from
7: 1978. No, 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 no. <laughs> Every sixth vehicle d- doesn't matter. The only vehicles that are usually exempt from an operation like this in Los Angeles. I can't speak for other cities. Um, city buses, uh, semis, eighteen wheelers, delivery trucks those kinds of vehicles are usually exempt and put through another lane. Well, let's get here. Let's play this audio. Cause got going to take a break. Yeah. Um, and we'll come back with more. Well, okay. Let me see if I can find the shortest one here. So i what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this, this uh, young man, 19 years old. And I, I asked an officer, this guy's already been pulled out of his car. pulled out of his car, asked to get out of his vehicle, step to the side, Q and A. I I asked the officer afterwards, sort of what tipped him off. And this is uh, Blake. This is going to be boy double a, um, this is going to be a Bravo kind of a, Alpha Alpha. Yeah, Bravo Alpha Alpha is a composite of the interview and, and kind of how it unfolds.
3: As he drove by, I smelled the marijuana. He came then to station one, and then I walked over here and spoke with
7: him. What was the first thing that, that tipped you off about that young man? So
3: you see the eyelid tremors. Yeah. So when he tips his uh, head back and closes his eyes, you see the eyelid tremors. Ah. And so it's like this flutter of the eyelid so the, um, that's, that's the first thing. And then he had an elevated pulse and dilated pupils.
7: What were you thinking?
1: Me, um, yeah, I was just going to go and get it, take her to where she needed to go and then just come back real quick. I mean, Taking a hit
4: and then driving. I mean, what do you? I mean, yeah. did you think? I was. I'm still like, like he said. I'm still where the point. Like I can still control. He's high. That, we didn't F. know that, did
1: you? No, I, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that I was still within the control, but I didn't know. Like, I love how was, you're big. Or any of that stuff. So
7: tell me, did this scare the out of you?
1: Yeah, it did. <laughs> Honestly, it did. Yes, yes, it did. You can do you can this
7: fade game. Out. You uh, fade Probably out most likely not. So
0: wait a minute. So he was, So he didn't. I, I. I can smell him from here on tape. <laughs> Twelve hours later.
7: Now, you know it's funny. If you listen to the kid, he was all over the map. But he wasn't impaired. That's... He wasn't. He wasn't. He just man. He was just right at that border. But the the thing is, in the beginning, he was talking about his girlfriend. You know, I just wanted to take her where she needed to go. I Was take her you know, the girlfriend. The girlfriend to was a fine. Pot shop. So they they told him we we'll release him, but the girlfriend has to drive. Yeah, so that they don't want to arrest people; they just want to get impaired drivers off the street.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. When we come back, um, I will ask Steve: True or false? Can you U-turn when you see a checkpoint? Uh, right after this, it's Gary Shannon Show. Um, Bobcat free for the rest of 2020. I'm uh, I'm fairly positive. It is, uh-oh, they're here. They're back. They're here now. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. So you're a tough guy.
4: Like you're really a rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type. Make your mama sad type. Make your girlfriend mad type. Might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Duh. <laughs>
0: I think they can keep the Bobcats off the Billie Eilish video set. <coughs> KFI AM six forty. Uh oh. Well, Blake, it's on. Now it's on. I had, I had such good Shannon drops when we did that upgrade, that system upgrade. They all disappeared off my desktop. I suspect someone normally part say, of the I'm show. I'm gonna say
7: I don't think they. No, but I she's
0: the I'm- last person who's offended by this. Mm-hmm. By, when I say this, I mean I mean stuff like what we're playing. <laughs> uh, Brian Smith filling in for Gary Shannon live everywhere on the iHeartRadio Radio app. Steve Gregory uh, here. He spent the night with the LAPD. That's kind of like LA Confidential, um, Silent Night with the LAPD. I know. The, um, but you were at a checkpoint, the only checkpoint in the valley, yeah, in, in the city. In this, okay, can I ask if they're that serious? And it's New Year's Eve. Why is there just one?
7: Well, again, they identified that is that was the hot zone based on their stats, and they had been doing them for the last few weeks, so they had them spread out all so over the place. So, sort of a scarecrow. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, it was by design; it wasn't random. They, they they put a lot of time and effort in in choosing that location.
0: Okay, so this one time. I'm exiting the 5 at Osborne to gas up after, this is back when I was uh, on until midnight on Dark Secret Place. And it's always a crapshoot, but I'd never seen a checkpoint. I pull off into a queue for a checkpoint. I didn't need the gas. I just want to get cheap gas in Silmar and and risk a shooting. Um, I saw that. I didn't have the time. I want to get home. So I did a U-turn. Uh, over a double yellow line right in front of an LAPD motorcycle cop as I see the sign that says checkpoint. I got on I five, not a problem. I thought I broke the law. You did. I mean the double yellow it's the only law uh, i I broke apparently you can you can turn out of a DOI checkpoint.
7: But not not doing an illegal U turn. Yeah. But that's why the locations are selected to where there will be some place to turn legally, left or right or both prior to the checkpoint.
0: As opposed to funneling them and getting them for a minor traffic violation, which would be probable cause. That's so weird to me. It's almost like they don't want to find drunk drivers.
7: Well, in this particular case, you know, you were talking about you did see some motors off to the side, and that's one thing they do is they do put motors on the, you know, the perimeter of the checkpoint, specifically to, to track people that are are doing something illegal that way. But they do give everyone an option to legally avoid the checkpoint. Um, and that's because a lot of people, according to these guys last night, a lot of people think there's just construction zones. They think they're, mm. you know, that it's a, cre- an accident, like you mentioned before. It, it's, it's, people are thinking it's everything but a checkpoint. They don't realize it. And, the, you know, and a lot of people don't even see the signs. They just see yellow. They just see the yellow, you know, the, the octagon or whatever. Yeah. And they just think, oh, okay, something's going on. So
0: attention, Wisconsin and Oregon, Wisconsinites and Oregonians. You're, you're not
7: in your states anymore. Right. You,
0: you're at a DOI checkpoint line. You can turn and get the hell out of it.
7: Right. But, you know, again, so if you do anything illegal, I mean, if you, if you do it fast, if you do it unsafe, you're going to be pulled over. And then if they smell alcohol or have a suspicion that something's not right, then they'll have probable cause. So back to your earlier question, you know, when they funnel people through the checkpoint like that. That's why there's a random sort of a random selection process because they do want to keep traffic moving. There's, there's no, they, they understand it. That's why it's random. And then the supervisor on duty, if they realize if the traffic is starting to get gummed up a bit, they'll say, okay, we want, we're going to take every 10 and then they'll let the other nine go through, you know, and just keep running through it. They, they alter that, but it's always going to be a, a random selection process. Now, um, this audio I'll play for you now. Let's see, we're getting too close at to the bottom here. A couple of minutes. Um, ah, fire it. oh okay, well, thirty uh, bobcats in this one? No, there's no bobcats. Well, actually, there are, but in the form of a human. Oh. Uh, this this uh, and uh, Blake, this will be a uh, couple alpha, <clears throat> Uh couple alpha, and this is uh, the setup here. Basically, is this young couple, younger couple, got uh, pulled over, and they were asked to get out of the vehicle because they suspected the driver was under the influence and uh he didn't like it neither did his wife
1: You say I'm thinking. I'm not thinking, bro. Uh, uh, how am I supposed to know no, no 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 I need saying. I need you your page number. Don't pull uh, yeah head no head no down. relax. Put your hands down to your side. You're being recorded. Relax. I'm not ready. You gave me you gave me an attitude right off the bat. How am no, I no, supposed you to say, know what you say I know you brought it. Explain to me how am I supposed to know where you're coming from I told you, I'm coming uh, to church. Now, that's what the last guy that I arrested, he told me he was coming from church. And he was drunk. Come here, come okay? Come okay. Why? Are they Belgian? No, I'm not coming See, this is terrible. This is ridiculous what you guys are doing. Okay. Put out of your pockets. Hey, relax. Just put your feet together. The We're going to do a couple tests. No, no, okay. Do it right now,
7: bro. I don't
1: know how you're trying. Oh, you need to chill out. No, okay. Maria, llama, porque esto yo le estoy chendo. Porque ese hombre no tiene que estar manejando mi carro. He can't. He can your wife in my me. No, no, no. He's my car. He's you not know. your car, bro. Why wife is talking to okay. you. Your wife is, no, call. You he, he, guy is not going inside your my car. Your telling you to calm down. No, your own this wife. This is my car, bro. It's my your car. Your wife is telling you to calm I, down. It's my wife, and you know, it's me. It's my car, oh, bro. The way you're acting, you're impaired. This guy is, he can't drive in my car. He's not go inside the car. Yeah, because that's totally the thing. Okay, you're do it, bro. Detained. Check my. Well, <throat> you need to relax first. You're not going to tell me how to do my job. Oh, wow. Is your okay? job? Yes. It's ridiculous job, yeah, bro. Okay. Well, put your feet together. Are you going to do it or not? You want to skip, right? Just go to jail. Let's go. Let's go for what? For what? It's comedy day? For what? For what? No, no. no why? You say I'm you going put jail. Your feet put to jail? Wait, I'm going to jail. Why? Put your feet together. Okay, why? Because you're not doing what okay, you have been Okay, let's go to jail. What's going on? Put your feet together. Put your hands on your pockets. Put your feet together. Relax. Maria. Okay, que venga un supervisor y que estos vatos... Yo, como le estoy diciendo, yo this no estoy... A supervisor. Sí. Esa es la supervisora y tenemos tres. Sí, Ten pero entonces... Put your hands out of your pockets. Do not stick hey, your pockets with your pockets. Hey, why are you... Your voice is, is terrible. Because I keep telling you not put your hands in your pockets. Do it again. Shh. Pártate las <laughs> manos de la Escucha tu esposa. Yo no, a ti porque tú eres hombre, como no. hombre. Oh, he wants to blow right on the test. He wants to blow, but it doesn't work that way. No, no, okay. You have to observe him for like 15 minutes. No, él no, no.
8: Ok. okay. 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 Okay, ahead. See, all right. So you guys speak English. Go ahead. That was pretty good. So you need to follow his instructions. Right now, he believes that you may be under the influence. So you need to do the exam. If you don't want to do it, then you're probably going to get arrested, and we're going to book you as such. So it's up to you. will Carol talk I Okay. Give me the
1: evidence.
8: So that's all we want to do. But you keep on arguing here. So just no, because
1: this guy, this guy is an officer, and you're a sir, all right? This officer, you drink a lot.
7: When you
1: say I'm drinking, I'm not drinking, bro. I'm not.
0: Okay. Well,
7: all right. So you, know. you do the exam. He speaks Spanish. All right, we'll okay. we can it. A that is a, You get the point. That's, that's and,
0: addictive. That should be a radio show. That's, that's like Chris that Hansen to
7: catch a person. That is. That was a. F- well, Th- what is that, Blake? That, was how, how to, to get, get arrested? Four minutes. What, I can't remember. Four. Maybe four minutes. Four Th- minutes. That's a composite of 25 minutes. How to get arrested by Steve Gregory. And that is think about mm. the patience. That guy could have been arrested at any point during that conversation. That's right, bro. Failure to, failure to comply to a lawful command.
0: And he overused bro. That's, he should be arrested <laughs> just from that. He got he was so drunk, he thought he could speak Spanish, too. That's a sign.
7: That's, I was more uh, afraid of the wife than I was him. We'll uh, take a break and come
0: back uh, with Steve Gregory, who spent the night uh, with LAPD at uh, a checkpoint asking for people's Segura. Dot. Uh, back right of this, it is Gary and Shannon's show live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Gary Chen, the show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Stories that we're following uh, today, Iraqi, uh, uh, Iran-backed uh, militias in Iraq have withdrawn from the perimeter of the U.S. embassy. The Rose Bowl is coming up. And uh, a best of Keith Jackson montage is uh, right around the corner. Uh, and the Pope has apologized after uh, doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu to a woman who grabbed his hand, and uh, she's still in a coma. So I don't know what the point of apologizing is. Steve Gregory spent the night um, at a
7: at a
0: LAPD DUI checkpoint. Why?
7: Well, he's telling
0: us it was for a story. What else would it be for? Oh, I don't know. You think
7: I'm just going to go hang out?
0: Um, but why else would you be at a DUI <laughs>
7: checkpoint for hours? Who knows? What uh, did you get a jumpsuit or did you just bail out like that? Oh, I had my vest. I have to, you know, they I'm required to. I have a safety vest that I yeah. have to wear. No, you have a safe nice. word. I have to, Well, actually I do, but it's not, has nothing to do with uh, the checkpoint.
0: Um, uh, my safe and all, honestly? bless her heart. Uh, all right. So we, we, we played an extended cut of a, of a guy and you, you did edit it together. You're, you're, you're saying into four minutes of a 25 minute encounter of a guy sounds to me like he was talking himself into getting arrested. What happened to our friend?
7: He passed the test. He, after all that, all, after all of that, he finally, you know, he finally agreed to take the first, you know, first few tests of the the roadside sobriety test. The FST, test. the field sobriety test, right? And he passed. And after he was done with all of the physical part of it, the, the officer's like, you're, you, "Sir, you're free to go." He says, yeah, "I don't have any reason to to believe at this point now that that you know you've passed the test and and you're free to go." And and you know then. And the Other guy kind of told him, he said, You know, because he's starting to kind of act up again. And the other guy told him, He said, You know, if I were you, I'd just get, get my wife and go.
0: What? what I, it's, it's so he was not under the influence. And but I mean, I've never heard someone almost beg to be arrested like that. Well, bro, the thing,
7: you know, obviously, they've either had uh, a bad encounter with police before. Or maybe from, you know, wherever they came from, they had encounters with police or something along those lines. But they were immediately defensive. And the wife, the wife, and, and they had a Chihuahua in the car, and she grabbed the Chihuahua. So she's walking around. You know, that whole time you hear her. You well, know, Mayor, back. welcome to Clichéville,
0: Population U. <laughs> she's holding. Oh, the, you mean they really did have a Chihuahua? She did. She oh.
7: had, well, I wouldn't make that up. She's walking around this Chihuahua screaming at the cops. And I'm just like, I'm looking going. You know, I should be recording, I'm videoing the whole thing because it's just so surreal that these officers are all standing there just you know, trying to do their thing. So he's he knows he's unimpaired. Um, they they he, he has a valid license. They run it. He knows he doesn't have warrants. He knows his insurance
0: is up to date. I mean, just comply and get the hell out of
7: there. Well, and then he was upset. If you heard in the beginning in Spanish, carro, and he was getting mad because another officer had gotten into his vehicle to drive his vehicle off down the street to park it. And he didn't want anyone else driving his vehicle. His caro, yeah. No, no man wants someone else messing with his caro. No, 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 no. not Aaron
0: Rodgers, of his <laughs> agent. No one.
7: <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I look at this so sort of pragmatically, I guess. But it's it's obvious that they were they've got some sort of trauma that that has caused them to get that defensive with the with the cops. And what he was upset about also was the fact that just he said I was coming from church. As if that was supposed to be the an inoculation, the hall pass. Yeah, that was supposed to be the waiver. Um, I'm coming from church, and because you hear the other the cops say, yeah, the first guy that I arrested tonight also said he was from church, and you could smell the alcohol a mile away on him. I mean, I could smell the alcohol down you know two car lengths away. So it's just like everyone just assumes that you know there's a homogenized sort of answer, and 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 that the cops are just going to let you go, and it's, that's not the case. So in this particular audio bite here uh this will be a uh, girl alpha blake girl golf, alpha golf alpha golf alpha um but uh th- th- this could be an example of some of the questions that everyone's asked it's the same line of questioning the only difference is whether the the is inquiring about marijuana or cannabis or alcohol but it uh, gives you an idea of what's being asked uh, on the roadside
3: are you currently taking any medicine or drugs
4: no besides birth control
3: right. this last time you smoked
4: the last Cannabis. Time shoot, like thirty minutes
3: ago. With whom were you smoking? Uh
4: do I tell you a name? No, just the girl I was there. with.
3: Me. What time is it now? Yeah, don't look. Oh. I just want you to go.
4: Uh I wanna say like ten 30,
3: 10, 1030-ish. Look at me? Where were you stopped? It's all a Where
4: was I stopped? At a checkpoint?
3: Right, what's the where what's the location?
4: I believe we're in Van Nuys
3: you know what street you're on? Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I'm
4: really bad with streets anyways. I was using the GPS. I'm sorry. There you go. I suck at streets. Do you live around here? I live in Chatsworth.
3: Where were you going when you were stopped?
4: Uh, we're headed to a party.
3: What have you eaten today?
4: Uh, I had McDonald's.
3: When did you last sleep?
4: At like 3 p.m.
3: How long? Uh, two
4: hours. Two hours. So I went to Florida, so Yeah, two hours.
3: How much did you sleep last night? None, yeah.
4: A full eight and a half hours. Very good. Eight
3: and a half. Any mechanical issues with your vehicle? No. Do you feel the effects of cannabis right now? Not really. Did you vape or did you uh, smoke? Smoke. Is your driver's license presently suspended? No. Have you been convicted of DUI? No. Are you on probation or parole? No. Are you sick or injured?
4: No. I'm sick as in like a flu sick. Okay. (laughs)
3: Do you currently take insulin?
4: No. Are you a
3: diabetic or epileptic? No.
4: Do you
3: have any physical defects? No. Are you under the care of a doctor or a dentist? No. Do you wear contact lenses? No. Do you have sure. any eye problems?
4: No. Uh, besides see. Yeah, just yeah, yeah the devices. No, Other than that, no.
3: Now, is he
0: asking questions? Uh, I mean, she knows the answer to all these questions. Is he,
7: is he looking for speed of response or what? No. If, he, if You're looking, uh, you know, he's asking about. Uh, Diabetes, he's asking about insulin. So he's, uh, and the amount of sleep, kind of food. So, uh, Do you have a Tinder profile? No claims of what low, is it? No low blood sugar, and you know, after the fact. So, th- what, he, what they're basically doing is they're ruling out any reasons and excuses yeah. she can use. But they know on. that she has a valid license at this point. At that point, yeah. And what they're doing is they're also testing her honesty and that's, yeah. you know, to see if she's going to lie about it. Um, the, 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 the frequency or not the frequency, the speed of response that comes in the physical, like the agility kind of stuff, the balance tests. And after the Q and a portion, that's when they have to do the, you know, hold your foot up at an angle for, you know, like 30 seconds or touch your nose, that kind of stuff. But no more counting backwards. I didn't, I didn't see any of that last night. I think that's done with now. No more doing the alphabet backwards or anything like that. So it's all, it's all uh balance and uh response reactionary.
0: Have you seen episode 7 of The Mandalorian? Yes. Is <laughs> Quill really dead or will he come back in season 2? I think he'll come back.
7: Yeah, I, you know, I'd love to see a roadside sobriety test done for Hollywood by Brian suits. <laughs> what what
0: is that wait, Nick, I forgot again. What's the name of the movie the Pacino De Niro thing on Netflix?
7: Irishman. Have Irishman. you seen The
0: Irishman? Yes. Do you think it was way too long? Yes. Do you think it would have been better as a four-part series on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> you understand you... why they released it in a the theater? Yes. For consideration. God. <laughs>
7: Were you smoking or vaping when you thought?
0: It's, but like I say, it's it's funny. I mean, they're 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 uh, so gun shy to lawsuits. They say checkpoint. It's almo- it's almost like you got to present yourself and say, "I'm really polluted. I am ripped, and
7: I have no business driving this car," to get arrested. And, and they made an interesting point last night. They said we don't really get a lot of drop dead drunk people through here because, frankly. They will have already hit, crashed before they got to the checkpoint, or they would have never made it through the first row of cones, and they would have already, you know, they would have pulled them over. By the time they get down to the area of the choke point, uh, you know, he said, "We don't. We get people that are clearly impaired or inebriated, but they're not so far, you know, so, so far gone that they don't even they black out, kind of stuff." Um, <clears throat>
0: all right, do you want you want to stick around? You know what I wanted? I wanted to replay the first two minutes of
7: combative guy. That's fine. You can do whatever you want, buddy. I'm I'm I serve at your pleasure today.
0: All right. We, when we come back, the guy uh, if, if you missed it, you have to hear how not to talk to cops uh, when when we come back because you never know they may they may have a live bobcat. You don't know. Back uh, right after this, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian suits filling in KFI, AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> 40. It is the Gary and Jenner show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app or our terrestrial amplitude modulation. I'm a you. Uh, and see Gregory is here. He spent the night out at a uh, DUI checkpoint. L- l- before we replay Combative Guy. <laughs> um, so, so, okay, they do get someone. They ping <clears throat> on their demeanor, the smell, <clears throat> pull them out. They fail the FSTs, the whole thing. Uh, what, what do they do with the car and the guy? Do they transport him immediately? The impounding
7: or? the vehicle is the last, absolute last resort. What they want to do is they want to give the, the person an opportunity to get a friend to come get it. Um, they don't want to tow it. They don't want to do anything like that with it. They, and then, but they can't leave it there overnight. So they're going to have to have someone. They need to. They need to settle that up pretty much on the spot. And then, even young, if there's legal parking somewhere, can they just? Boop, it over? Well, yeah, but most places that where they have these, at overnight parking's not legal. Yeah. So, like, the young girl I played that you heard the Q&A with, her, she ended up having to call her parents because her friend that was in the car with her was also impaired. So the friend had to Uber away. The girl got arrested, and then the parents were called. When, when the parents got there about an hour or so later, the friend had taken the keys in the Uber off to her house and forgot to leave the keys, so then they had to track the friend down, and then that, that became a whole mess. I mean, this is what's so, this is so bad about all of this is that, you know, the, these young girls get in the car, they're going to a party, and they have no idea. They're, their lives are about to change, drastically change, in, you know, in the course of an hour. But, um, yeah, so the, they, they don't want to impound the car unless it's an absolute last resort.
0: You ever see the Simpsons episode where <clears throat> Barney and Homer went to the Duff Brewery tour? And, no. and Barney got ripped, and and but 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 uh, uh, Homer was driving, and and Chief Wiggum had set up a DUI sting where he was a talking beer can, and they arrest <laughs> Homer, and they let Barney get behind the wheel and drive away, and he's anyway. <clears throat> uh, okay, so without uh, so we're gonna I want to replay this, <laughs> okay. and and again the spoiler alert: this guy was not impaired, didn't have warrants, had a license, had insurance, owned the car he was driving. And they had a chihuahua. had And a chihuahua, and had no reason to be like this to the cops. But uh, here's. Uh, I forgot the cut. It's Couple Alpha.
1: Couple Alpha. You say, I'm thinking. I'm not thinking, bro. Am I supposed to remember that. No, 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 no. I need, I need your bench number. Don't point at me. Uh, Yeah, Put no, no. Down. Relax. Put your hands down to your side. You're being recorded. Relax. I'm not right. You gave me, you gave me an attitude right off the bat. How am no, no, I supposed you to say, know where you you're say, coming from? Ana, you it. Explain to me. How am I supposed to know where you're coming from? I told you, I'm coming uh, the church. That's what the last guy that I arrested he told me he was coming from church, and he was drunk. Okay?
5: Stella,
1: Why? ¿Esos esos patos están estos del otro? Put your feet together, man. ¿Por qué? ¿Y por qué aquel hombre se está metiendo al carro? ¿Qué tengo yo? No, I'm gonna call everyone right now. Okay. See, sí. this is terrible. This is ridiculous what you guys are doing. Okay, It's put your hands out of your pockets. Okay, relax. Just put your feet together. We're gonna to do a couple tests. No, no, okay, do it right now, bro. I don't know how you're trying. Okay. Uh, do You need okay, to chill out. Okay. No, Maria, llama, porque esto yo le estoy diciendo. Porque ese hombre no tiene que estar manejando mi carro. Okay. He can't he can, he can drive in my No, no, no. It's is my car. It's you. not your car, bro. Your wife is talking to you. Your wife is talking to you. This guy is not going inside my car. Your wife is telling you to calm down. No. Your own it's, wife. It's my car, bro. It's my your car. Your own wife is telling you to calm down. It's my wife. It's me. It's my car, bro. The way you're acting, you're impaired. This guy is, he can't drive in my car. He's keen going inside the car. Yeah, because that's not the thing. Okay. Do it, bro. Check my. Well, you need to relax first. You're not gonna tell me how to do my job. Oh wow, is your okay? job? Yes. In for a job, bro. Okay, well put your feet together. So there's there's that guy. That's
0: two minutes of that guy, and he drove away scot free because he was not impaired, owned his car, no warrants, the whole thing. But I I just I you know what I'm gonna admit uh, where where I come from, that's not how. If your goal is to go away safely, fine. Because you're not impaired and get the hell out of here. That's not how you interact with uh, with Honky McGill.
7: And you know, it's funny as I call the, police. It would be funny. If we should do a poll that says, you know, should should he have been arrested or should he have been let go? Uh, because he certainly he, you know, again, he disobeyed lawful commands, and he he posed he posed a threat at one point when he had his hands in his coat because he had already escalated the situation. He was agitated. And there could have been a, you know, there was a safety concern at this point. And that's what you could, because by now the officers, <clears throat> they're closing in on him pretty tightly because they don't know what this guy's going yeah. to do. And it's, it's scary stuff. It really is when you stand in there. And sometimes I take this for granted because I've been doing it for so long. I'm just kind of standing there with the microphone and I'm thinking, you know, it didn't even, at any moment, he could have pulled out a gun or a knife or anything. I don't know what he was capable of doing. And, and
0: the, the wife chirping in the background about this is ridiculous. It's like, it's New Year's Eve, lady. Is this is this news to you? And the then said did, this. You want to trip- she said
5: this.
1: No, I'm going call 911 right
0: now. Yeah, but we are the police. Oh, yeah, hi, 911? Yeah, we're at a DUI checkpoint. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, we're stopped at it.
7: Yeah, can you get here immediately? And she wanted a Spanish-speaking supervisor, and there were three of them there. <laughs> And that's when that you hear the guy at the end because he speaks. He's bilingual, and the, you hear at the end I, of that. Clip, I don't care who he sleeps with. Either. And you know, and he talks about. He talks about at the end. He's like, "Listen, here's the deal. He's either going to comply or he's going to jail. Period. End of story." And then he finally complies, but it, it took this supervisor to come over. Which, by the way, was funny because he said, "Well, we want a Spanish-speaking supervisor." Well, the supervisor that came over is Asian, who speaks Spanish. But that, Whoa. that's all it took them. That, <laughs> but it took them to get. So I mean, I, I knew where they were headed and what they wanted to, to accomplish, but it, it they didn't realize that they have they had supervisors there from all kinds of different backgrounds. They even had a Spanish speaking uh, bobcat.
0: <laughs>
7: You're with this.
0: So yes. actually, though, it was a Roberto Gato. So uh, oh, hey, get Roberto Gato over here. Get over here. Oh, talk God. to this guy. Roberto Gatto, talk to this fool. Anyway, whatever you know. That, I think I, there are. I know people are raised to just <clears throat> throw it back at the cops. We're in Los Angeles. We're we're in America, where you have more rights than the police. That's the difference between America and Italy. You know, you play that game in Germany. Oh yeah. You tell tell the Polish their job or oh. Mexico.
7: Try that. Yo, Mexico. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Where the guy might be, Roberto Gatto. Uh, all right, see, so Gregory. <laughs> uh, did you? Otherwise, you had a uh, happy New Year, huh? Uh, uh, well, I've had 2 hours of sleep. You wouldn't rather you nowhere else you'd rather be. Exactly. That's that is how you put the Steve and the Gregory uh, right there. Um all right, uh, thank you very much for coming in. You got a pal. Uh, it is Gary Chen and Brian and leaning KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Can you hear- KFI AM 640. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian's just looking for Gary and Shannon uh, for the rest of the week. And uh, we'll we'll get to what's happening here in a second. What we are tracking here around the world. uh, Iraqi militiamen have withdrawn from the perimeter of the uh, U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. The Rose Bowl kicks off at 2 o'clock and the Pope barely survives. As a uh, woman threw a pair of bobcats at the Pope uh, yesterday, as he was w- walking the handshake line, there he is. Uh, that's right.
1: That's right. That's right. She grabs oh, right. right. his arm that's right. That's right.
0: That's right. and slaps her, slaps her hands, and and the bobcats run off into the night. So the Pope is fine. That's the, I guess the uh, the bottom line there. Pope is fine. In fact, he's so fine. He issued an apology for defending himself. So um, i don't know, I just sense if if someone grabbed Jesus's hand and wouldn't let go, what would he have done? But he, I think he would have defended himself. I might be crossing into territory I should stay out of. So I'm going to do that. I'll just do that. Um, stuff is happening. Um, I wonder what's happening. Time for what's happening. Gary Championship Brian Su doing the work of two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with something that is gonna be so foreign to Californians, you're gonna pull over and ask me to say it again. Uh, normally the state of Washington, where I'm from, is in a headlong race to copy whatever California does. It's like the little brother to California. But when when California does something just crazy liberal, Washington says, hold my Capri son. And and they'll enact the only way it's gone the other way was three strikes started up in Washington, then it was copied and done done correctly here in California with a resultant uh, loss in crime. Well, listen to this: state of Washington, as of today, in the state of Washington, listen and call your assembly members in Sacramento. This is how government should work. Emissions testing began in the state of Washington in 1982. In 2005. The State Department of Ecology said, if our projections continue, we will no longer need to do mandatory emissions testing on January 1st, 2020. Well, it's January 1st, 2020, and the state of Washington is closing the emissions testing facilities. If people uh, want to lateral to other uh, departments in the uh, in the state, they can do that. A lot of them are private contractors working for. There's not private smog testing like there is here in California. It's all state run. It is a state agency, the emissions testing department. As of today, it is shut down because air quality is so good now. There's no more need. And statistically, the old polluting cars are are getting off the road anyway. New cars are are far cleaner. And it's already illegal to drive around with a smoking car. So if it's that bad, you can be pulled over anyway. The assumption now is that if it comes off an assembly line and it's legal for sale in the United States, if it's passed federal EPA and, uh, and DOT safety standards, if you, if you can drive it in America, it's probably clean. There's no more need to require a smog certificate in the state of Washington. All right, everyone, if you believe this will ever be replicated in California, hold your breath. Okay, no one is. But that's how it's that's how it's supposed to work. They're just fresh out of need for emissions testing. You know, it's like meanwhile here in California, we still have federally subsidized buggy whip factories or something. I I don't know. But anyhow, that happened uh, as of today in the state of Washington. Um, Also, what's happening, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo uh, was planning to go to Ukraine. But now he's not because of the ongoing developments uh, in Baghdad. The uh, a spokesperson said, quote, Secretary Pompeo must postpone his visit to Ukraine, uh, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan and Cyprus due to the need for the secretary to be in Washington, D.C. to continue monitoring the ongoing situation in Iraq and ensure the safety and security of Americans in the, the uh, Middle East. And you'll notice, by the way, it was a multi-country uh, swing. But all the headlines are postponed his Ukraine trip because it's like the, the implications that he's 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 taking a suitcase of cash to Zelensky to so Zelensky shuts up or something. I don't know, but uh, so anyway, the, the situation: Iraqi security forces have regained control of the area around the U.S. embassy after the second day of protests. Uh, the embassy announced Wednesday that all public consular services had been suspended until further notice due to militia attacks at the U.S. Embassy compound. Um, and, and so these are militias that take their orders literally directly from Tehran, from the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Quds Force um, in Iran. And that's their external uh, terrorism branch. <clears throat> and they, they organize, fund, and lead these militias because Iraq had nowhere else to turn to because we had bailed out and weren't in position to, uh, to help them when ISIS invaded uh, five years ago. So anyway, they just haven't stood down, and the no Iraqi government has, so far has had the uh, the balls to to tell the Iranians stop funding these guys, make them stand down. The way they did um, when when the Americans pulled the bulk of their combat army out and left behind advisors and trainers and admin, you guys stood down. You need to do that again. They they they're still a parallel army in Iraq. And it answers to Iran. So that that situation um, has has led to so much tension. Uh, a month ago, you were seeing Iraqis rioting in the streets, telling their government to get the Iranians the hell out of Iraq. Um, now, granted, you know, they, they were shooting at us and blowing us up. But that being said, we didn't see protests like we've seen in Baghdad, where they're just telling a neighbor country, telling their own government, get these guys out. Because they're they're not particularly uh, popular there unless they're paying you to be in a militia, and a, and a lot of those guys are the same idiots that were shooting at us in two thousand five and six. They're the ones that we missed, or they, they ran faster than we could lead. Um, all right, more of what's happening when we come back? Uh, the the Pope in a uh, in, in a the hair raising near brush with death yesterday. We have the audio. Uh, we'll play it when we come back. It is Gary and Shannon Show. Brian suits filling in KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, a short brown,
8: a
4: short yeah,
0: KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is Gary and Shannon Show. Brian suits filling in. Uh, a lot more happening. We'll get back to Wait, We don't play the What's Happening intro a second, do we? Or do we? No, just once. You want to? Um, yeah, let's, sure. get, let's yeah. get back to what's happening. Oh, right, yeah. I've got papal comedy Time waiting for what's happening.
4: What's
0: uh, stories that we're following. Uh, we, we, we do have uh, more breaking news out of the Vatican. He may have the patience of a saint, but ever, everything has a limit. Pope Francis apologized earlier today from the Vatican for losing his cool and slapping the hand of a pilgrim who uh, grabbed him as she released a pair of bobcats. She pulled him vigorously toward her as he was visiting a nativity scene in Vatican City. Um, the uh, pope said, quote, so many a times we lose a patience. It happens to me, too, uh, he said, for his New Year's. Uh, as they were, people were gathered for the New Year's uh, address, this is part of his apology. The 83-year-old pontiff then said uh, he was sorry for the bad example he gave just hours earlier Walking through St. Peter's Square Tuesday night, when he began greeting some of the pilgrims who were standing on the other side of the barrier, at one point as he turned away from the crowd, a a woman, a Korean woman, yanked his arm, grabbed his hand with both hands, wouldn't let go, yanked him towards her while screaming in Korean. As she released a pair of bobcats, uh, but we don't. Well, the audio that we have is incomplete um, because there. The, I was wondering where was his security. And I thought the two big burly priests behind him were, were security. No, the the Vatican. I didn't know this, but they they have papal wolves. Let's go to the audio. It's a bobcat. Hey,
1: the yeah. yeah. Grabbing they're they're the pole. They the,
0: the bobcats are going tearing at his hems. The no, still going And Here they, they come. They're and then off they go. Incident yeah. over. Papal wolves to the rescue. Who knew? Who knew? They have, uh, they have a pack of actual holy wolves there at the Vatican. So it's a, uh, it was everything, uh, a happy ending. The Pope is fine. The woman apparently is fine as well. The Bobcats backed off when the wolves arrived. So we've been operating uh, with incomplete audio on that one. Um, remember those insensitive cops who had the, the gall, <clears throat> the, the untrammeled malevolence, of making a quilt of uh, homeless people's signs and uh, what insensitive SOBs they were. Uh, This is in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Mobile's executive director of public safety, or police chief, uh, yesterday defended the two city police officers who were photographed in a so-called insensitive viral social media post in which they posed next to what one of them called a homeless quilt. Uh, James Barber, who oversees police and fire, he's sort of all of one, uh, former police chief himself, said that officers Preston McGraw and Alexander Oliver are good officers who showed bad judgment. It was taken out of humor, but again, it was in bad taste and certainly offensive to a lot of people in making light of homeless situations. Uh, he said to alabama.com, ale.com, uh, referring to the picture. Da-da-da-da. Uh, people who had allegedly, uh, uh, they confiscated the sign. They can, you can uh, I, I guess in Alabama, or maybe it's in Mobile, uh, you can confiscate cardboard signs from people who are panhandling. They have rather vigorous panhandling statutes there, I, I would imagine, which is why so many of the L.A. homeless are not from L.A. It's a myth. It's complete crap. They're coming here because there's free money, and now it's our problem. But anyway, don't stir me. I'll give you all a, a freebie on January first. I won't. I won't go on a homeless rant. Uh, the signs were taped together and contained messages for help. McGraw and Oliver were photographed standing next to the ersatz quilt inside the Mobile Police Department. You've all you've all seen it. Uh, maybe I, I think actually Nick, you posted it right. Yeah, it was posted. People have seen it. Some of the signs. Let's see. Well, you know they're all hand scrawled. You know them. Uh, especially if you're exiting for the Rose Bowl, you'll see them in Pasadena. But I don't know. You know, I'll I'll tell you what. Um, It's a city-by-city thing here in Southern California. You're in, even though it's Toluca Lake, Toluca Lake is Los Angeles. You go to the Trader Joe's at Toluca Lake, and there are two or three people sitting on the sidewalk, and they all have the same pitch, you know, and give me some money and the whole thing. And luckily, in the year 2019, now 2020, you you can plausibly say I don't use cash. Do you take Google Pay? <laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, but in LA, if you go to the west four blocks, no, you're in Burbank. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you go to the west four blocks. You're in Burbank. There's no one sitting outside the Starbucks, which is a perfect place to panhandle in Los Angeles. But in Burbank, no, 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 no. And I can't speak for. Oh I screwed up all right I'll, I'll do it like this um I'm trying to get my Glendale guy so um but but it's a it's a patchwork here in Los Angeles, but um yeah you you go I mean it's not a patchwork it's it's a blanket in Los Angeles we're blanketed with homeless at every off ramp and then downtown. The only good part is nobody goes downtown the um but like I say, you go to Burbank you go to Pasadena or you go to
1: Glendale
0: and it's it's not like that um, yes maybe there are some but it's 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 not like it is in LA where where they're aggressive and i'm sensing that in Mobile Alabama there are vigorous anti panhandling laws there they on the west coast they've all lightened up there we came to a critical mass in Portland and Seattle like 20 years ago, the, 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 the homeless were actually standing in front of you, blocking your travel on the sidewalk. So they passed an ordinance that so they had to get out of the way and sit down. Um, even that's been uh, rescinded, I believe. Here in L.A., as far as I know, there's literally almost nothing a homeless person can do to get arrested. <clears throat> but because if you follow L.A., and Nick, what is it, L.A. homeless or homeless of L.A.? They, they post video. There, it's not one video five years old. Every week, there is a video of, a, inevitably, a man, a homeless man, touching himself, vigorously touching himself. Just the one from last week, the guy's just standing there, shaking hands with the unemployed. There was another guy in front of the Pantages Theater. Oh, no, the nude guy. Nick, did you see the nude guy? The nude guy in Hollywood in front of the Pantages Theater. And No. Oh, it was from, like, a week ago, week two weeks ago. Uh, also do you see the one the woman in Santa Monica? Yes. Yeah. A woman on her back in Broaddale in Santa Monica and going to town on herself. And so evidently between Santa Monica and Los Angeles there's nothing that you can do to get you arrested. <clears throat> uh well they finally caught up to a desperado. Officials in Idaho yesterday announced that human remains found in a cave from a decades-old cold case have been identified. The dismembered and headless John Doe, whose remains were found in the civil defense caves near Dubois, or they say Dubois in Idaho, uh, in 1979 and 91, these remains have been identified as those of Joe Henry Loveless. His remarkably preserved remains are thought to have been placed in the caves in 1916. The announcement was made by the DNA, DNA Doe Project, a nonprofit organization that identifies Jane and John Doe's. Uh, with the combined efforts of 14 volunteer genealogists over the course of 15 weeks, we put in 2,000 hours. This is Anthony Redgrave, uh, the Clark County, Idaho team leader. <clears throat> Loveless was an outlaw and a murderer urderer who was born in 1870 in Payson, Utah, territory to Sarah James Scriggins. And Joe Jackson Loveless, his mother hailed from Massachusetts. When you're an outlaw, your mom's not from Massachusetts. She hails from Massachusetts. His father came from Indiana. Both came to the territories, early pioneers in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But uh, old Joe Henry, he strayed from the tribe and became became a uh, an outlaw. At the age of 28, 1999, he married Harriet Hattie Savage in Salt Lake City, uh, they divorced in 1904. Uh, back at a time when you, that wasn't a, that, it was a big deal. Hattie filed for divorce on the grounds of desertion, and failure to provide for her and their one daughter. So um, a year later, Loveless was in Idaho, and he married Agnes Octavia Caldwell. Um, anyway, bottom line, uh, the corpse that they found back in uh, 1979 and 91, the bits of it uh, have been identified. Uh, Honest to goodness outlaw. I like that. Um, all right. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll we'll close out what's happening with a monster tumbleweed story, uh, and we'll get into Swamp Watch. Um, a brand new. We clean the slate. It is a new year, so we get to clean the slate of of all all taint. No more taint. No more no more bad taint. We'll uh, come back with a taint free twenty twenty right after this. It is Gary and Shannon Show KFI M six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio Radio app. Uh, KFI AM 640, the first day of 2020 on the Gary and Shannon Show, live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Brian Seats filling in for Gary and Shannon. Um, John Tonneson for John Ken today. So we'll... I think we'll do a crossover with him starting at 1. We'll just have him uh, come in. Anyway, JT. Um, uh, final what's happening story. Because, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a thousand percent on this guy's side and i gotta say the name of the hotel a california father is upset after finding out the hotel he and his family were staying in for new year's is hosting a swingers party for new year's eve uh the father of four who wished to remain anonymous was shocked to learn sacramento's devil tree by hilton was hosting what is what is being called the state's biggest swingers party hosted by allure's uh, people that are paying good money to stay at the Hilton should be aware of what's going on, especially if they have families. You know there's not a hot tub there. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> Pardon me. You know there's a hot tub there, and there's crazies in the hot tub, close quote, said the unidentified father. Isn't that just – first of all, hot tubs are gross to begin with. There is not enough Clorox in the world that you can put in a hot tub that will kill the bacteria for me. Then you find out the swingers' parties at the hotel. No. No, and I'm totally on this guy's side. The dad said he didn't receive a notification about an event of this type touting nearly a thousand guests when he made his reservation. I have no problem with what people do. Don't don't, don't get me wrong, said this guy channeling me. I'm at the point where I don't want to bring my family into that environment. I think it's totally wrong that the Hilton is putting on something like this. I just wouldn't there. But I think something like that, you got to inform people. Uh, he says, pay, my, pay money and not get a refund. Pisses me off. They were kind of rude. They just sent me a survey on my phone, and I said, poor, 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 poor. You did not help me out. They did not help me out. They won't give me my money back. So anyway, local ho- uh, hotel representatives refused to provide a comment. I have not heard from the Hilton's corporate office. So put that on your list. The Sacramento uh, Doubletree by Hilton hosted a 1,000 people.
6: Can I say something? Oh, yeah. First of all, it's the Double Tree. They have the hot cookies. That's a family hotel. You when know, know. you check in, you get the nice hot chocolate chip cookie. Good. Point. You don't think swingers are hanging out at the at the hot mm. tub. You you would you would think they would keep the cougars
0: and the and the bobcats out of out of the Double Tree. That I would rather
8: <laughs> I, would, I would rather have to fight
0: bobcats on my way to the to the egg buffet than human beings who have come together, a thousand of them who have come together on New Year's Eve to have a swingers party. I'm not, I'm, I don't try, you can't wash those sheets enough.
1: What happened? <laughs>
0: that's, that's that's Tiger Woods' mother-in-law. It's great. Um, I I mean, honestly, I, you, I would spray down the entire hotel with Bactine and it's still not going to be uh, clean enough for me to ever stay there. What, and what is, by the way, Nick, I know you've done a lot of research on this. What is Allures? Am I supposed to know what that is? Is it an app or something? I could look it Hosted up. Hosted by Allures. Is that? Oh, wait. No. You know what? You're going to find out it's some disgusting wife swapping or whatever. Is that politely incorrect, Leila
6: Muhammad, to say wife swapping? It, it, it actually, it disempowers the woman. Well, there was an actual uh, show called Wife Swap. That's right. So I don't know if that's politically incorrect. We, we don't play that in 2020. It's Spousal Swap <laughs> is what it is. But no, that's
0: – i you know, I'm sorry. I, I have a right to know that who is staying there.
6: I agree with the dad. Only in that case because, like I said, little, little Timmy and, and Sarah might be downstairs trying to get their cookie. Yeah. And they're <laughs>
0: over here, Mom, what's a nipple clip? The guy at the bar said his, his was chafing. You know, I mean, uh, you know, just uncomfortable <laughs> – um, like I like I say, we a lot of rivers were crossed with with my daughter when we adopted a pair of brother ducks from from the same clutch. They were born at the same time. they were brother ducks and they would rape each other. So all at once, incestuous homosexual duck rape was on the platter and you know and and, it, and an eight-year- old is asking, you know what's going on and I what worked for a month was well he might be sick and the other ones pushing him to the hospital but um she she saw through that within a few weeks and so uh so I I believe me uh, as I think a family a mother and a father have a right to to be a little upset that oh you, know, you failed to mention that the swingers party for new years Going to be here, and by the way, the reason they were there is uh, there, uh, the DoubleTree by Hilton in Sacramento was hosting a family New Year's Eve event. So on the one hand, they're advertising for families to hey have a safe and sane uh, New Year's and uh, and and all that, and then then you see that happen. You know, you don't know what what all kinds of depravity is happening on the elevators and in the with the ice machine and all that. anyway. So <clears throat> uh, there's that. And what, by the way. That's what Las Vegas is for. You have no excuse on the West Coast. none. You're going to spend money for a hotel to do that. That's what Vegas is for. and no one like if you do go to Vegas and they're doing um the AVN awards the the porn awards it they'll, they'll tell you you know at the, whatever hotel is hosting that, there you don't get off the plane from Wisconsin and say, go Badgers, and not find out, oh, uh, yeah, there's, uh, they're, they're hosting a thing here, and uh, it's Vegas, and, and uh, the whole thing. Uh, anyway, um, I'm delaying uh, the intro. It's time for Swamp Watch.
1: Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp
8: of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Drain
4: the swamp! Drain the swamp!
0: Not, not. Well, uh, the uh, United States has been warned by uh, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei um, is, uh, of Iran. Um, he strongly condemned U.S. airstrikes in Iraq, which killed 25 militants and a bunch of Iranian Kuds Force uh, IRGC dudes. Um, this was uh, to re- retaliating uh, after the Iranian sponsored militia fired rockets at an American base, killing an American contractor. So, thousands of them, many of them, uh, most of them, members of Iran backed militias, rushed the heavily fortified Green Zone to get to the U.S. Embassy. Uh, one militant had said, God willing, if this fire reaches inside the embassy, we will not spare a single employee. He said, playing down things as usual. President Donald Trump's reinforcements were engaged early Wednesday as tear gas was fired to disperse uh, those who had spent the night outside the main gates. Uh, Several ambulances arrived to ferry the wounded. Um, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei said of U.S. Air Force strikes, I and the government of the nation of Iran strongly condemn this American crime. Thousands mobbed the U.S. Embassy um, in Baghdad on Tuesday, breaching the heavily fortified green zone. So, again, if you're not figuring out the the players here, these militias are controlled by the they're funded, trained, equipped by the Iranians. They could pull a string and this would all uh, stop. But they have clearly um, they someone green lit the rocket attack on an American base. They're trying to get America to do what Obama did in two thousand eight and nine and ten and and get the hell back out of Iraq so that what's left behind uh is are, are these uh Iranian funded or this Iranian funded parallel army. And uh even the Iraqis are protesting uh, that. They don't want that uh happening there. so <clears throat> Uh, there is that uh, the situation is ongoing. By the way, the the president's tweeting about. It. I'll read those here in just a second. The there there's the word on the inside. I'll, I'll tell you what the word on the inside is uh, about this. Uh, the president yesterday tweeting the U.S. embassy in Iraq is and has been for years safe. All caps. Many of our great war fighters, together with the most lethal military equipment in the world, was immediately rushed to the site. Thank you to the president and prime minister of Iraq for the rapid response upon request. Iran will be held fully responsible for the lives lost or damage incurred at any of our facilities. They will pay a very big price, all caps. This is not a warning. It is a threat. Happy New Year, (laughs) close quote. Um, And then uh, at 4.30 yesterday, he tweeted the anti-Benghazi, making making a strict point there about uh, the Benghazi consulate being overrun and uh, and the, so the word there on the ground is that yes uh, apache helicopters were on the scene pretty quickly in tight orbits they were ordered to return fire the assumption was that these militias were were armed in the green zone they made a point of not bringing weapons but the apache's had a, a weapons hot status and they were um, authorized to return fire we just hoped it didn't happen the the iraqi government was told get your biggest Buffest, best armed dudes there immediately. And Iran has a, pardon me, Iraq has a specific counter-terror force, and that's who went. Um, And they they were armed to the teeth, and they made an impression because these guys and these militias are pretty ragtag, um, but they fought against ISIS. But they saw that the Iraqi army is far more effective than the one that ISIS disintegrated. Um, and so they they basically said oh, we meant to do that, and they left the green zone. But well, they pitched tents and everything. They were the the initial plan was for them to precipitate a political crisis in Iran and to hang out for a while. The uh, pardon me, uh, a political crisis in Iraq, and and hopefully spark a popular uprising. It did not work, and uh, they they probably didn't count on a response from the U.S. So anyway, that's the, the word on the inside was that AC-130s, the the uh, attack ship variant of the C-130, were um, launched and orbiting outside of Iraqi airspace, ready to come in from Kuwait and make a sh- demonstrate a show of force. Because if you're sitting there shouting uh, that this fire, God willing, of this fire reaches inside the embassy, we will not spare a single employee. And your buddy pokes your shoulder and says. Does anyone hear a C-130 overhead? Then that that makes an impression because those guys have seen what those do. Um, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more Swamp Watch. Um, and is it possible that Nancy Pelosi does not intend to hand the Senate the articles of impeachment? Hmm. We'll uh, we'll see. Back in a minute on the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM 640. Brian Suits filling in live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And
1: this is how it
0: live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Gary Chen, Shipper, and Shannon Brian suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. So I'll play, I'll play a Keith Jackson montage here for all of you that are tailgating to the Rose Bowl. Uh, Wisconsin and Oregon kicking off at 2 p.m. The, the B2 flyby for the Rose Parade already done. There's going to be another B2 uh, flyover for the Rose Bowl. A lot of people don't know this, but they bring two. Yeah, it's very expensive, but hey, America, right? They were spraying awesome juice all over the place. They bring two. You don't see the second one. And I, I almost found out, well, I did. I found out by accident about this because I used to live in a Little Tujunga Canyon. And one morning at 7.51 a.m., hungover AF, I hear low-flying jets. And I go outside the house and look up, and there's a two B2s flying a racetrack. And I'm like, well, and uh, after about five or six minutes, one of them peeled off. I turned on the TV and I stuck my head back in the house. And uh, sure enough, uh, there's a B 2 flyover. And so <clears throat> they bring a spare because you can't, can you imagine the embarrassment of, uh, hey, we brought a B 2 and it doesn't work? So there's a spare. And I think, I don't know, I, I find out the Air Force, one of them does the, the parade and then the other one gets to do the game. I don't know, something like that. But anyway, Layla Muhammad reading that story of the first. Female, and there have been female B two pilots for a long time, but the first first first
6: female pilot doing the flyover, right, at the Rose Parade. That's why it's yes, now uh, the first person piloting the B two stealth bomber that flew over the parade route to start things off, so kicking off the parade route.
0: And you can, you can tell you can you can see a mile a guy can see a mile away. That's a woman
6: driving. Really? I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, who, I'm could, t- who knows that? I'm trying to bait you. But congrats to Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Nikki Polidor. Um, well, here in California, uh,
0: in our California swamp, but we'll talk to John Thomas about Pete Buttigieg, by the way, here, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. Um, a federal judge has temporarily blocked AB5 from uh, affecting independent truckers. <clears throat> because believe it or not, Sacramento, there are some of us who don't want to work for anyone. Um, they're called independent contractors, and we use them in this business, uh, in voiceover, and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, 70,000 independent truckers, uh, have been granted a temporary restraining order. U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez in San Diego uh, granted yesterday a five-page order sought by trade group the Trade Group California Trucking Association. Uh, the hearing is set for January 13th. I, oh, that, that's the guy who lifted the high-cap magazine restriction for a week or two weeks, whatever it was. I like that guy. <clears throat> yeah, he's the dude who started the great magazine avalanche of 2019 back in whatever that was, June? So Good more Roger Benitez um the law would uh, pardon me, uh, California's gig worker law was signed by Governor Gavin Newsom back in September. It has garnered national attention largely owing to the size of California's workforce and the state's leadership role in establishing stupid policies that are frequently adopted by the states. The law would make it harder for gig economy companies to qualify their workers as independent contractors rather than employees because you see up in Sacramento everyone has to be an employee, you're all workers. They don't. They don't understand that there. There's uh, professors, doctors. There's all kinds of people who supplement their income: uh, Uber driving, Lyft driving, or what. It's really, really common for me to see <clears throat> Uber and Lyft on the same window. I I thought for some reason, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought maybe if you did one, you couldn't do the other. But quite a few of the ones who basically are professional are Uber and Lyft. So. Uh, there is that deal. Uh, well, Pete Buttigieg, the campaign raised $24.7 million in the fourth quarter, uh, the final three months of the year. That brings the former South Bend, Indiana mayor's total last year to about $76 million, making him one of the best fundraisers in the Democratic presidential field. Other candidates had not yet announced their fundraising. Um, one of the secrets behind what's going on right now, is whoever, you know, Obama's being a team player, and he's not endorsing anybody right now. <clears throat> and then he made a statement a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, that the old folks should get out of the way. And it's no mystery who he's talking about. But he doesn't want to be a gigantic blue falcon and just tell Joe Biden to drop out. This is, this is Joe's time. But he was talking about his own vice president, right? And you don't hear him coming out with a ringing, full-throated endorsement for Biden. He's not out on the campaign trail for for Biden. And I have it on good authority, uh, a friend who is a Democratic uh, contributor, that the word around the campfire is Obama is encouraging people to donate to Pete Buttigieg. And Obama will obviously uh, anoint whoever is the nominee. And but but that behind the scenes he is pushing for one particular person to be the nominee, so that when they do, whoever that person is, that person currently doesn't poll well with African American voters, who are key for a Democratic victory. And um, when this person, if they win the nomination, and I think I think it's an upset, but I, I think I think there's momentum for this person. But when this person and his husband are announced, then Obama endorses this particular person and brings along uh, a demographic that, without his endorsement, might not vote on that day. They might say, oh, I'm not not voting for him. I'll just not vote. And uh, so anyway, that's that's the word here in California because we are nothing but a money. I mean, we are a bank. For the Democrats, if if you're unaware of this, we don't matter. It's so blue here. There's just no point. The only reason candidates come here is to uh, get donations. So, you know, of course, it will matter for Super Tuesday because we are, for the first time this year, part of Super Tuesday. So California is going to be the battleground f- because Super Tuesday matters for the primary. Uh, it's which Democrat will go on to win California in November. That's that, so you will start seeing a lot of advertising here. Um, but for this one particular guy, he's ending 2019 with a lot of momentum and uh, a lot of money. And that's that's the word of, of what's powering that sudden uh, burst in, in, in donations. Um, all right, back in just a minute, hour number four of the Gary and Shannon show. <clears throat> um some some uh, china sends taiwan an offer it can't refuse back right after this kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iheart radio app nice to know. AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is Gary and Shannon's show, day one of 2020. And I'm, I'm tired of jousting the windmill, but just for the record, so you all know, the decade ends on 365 days from now. Oh, no, it's a leap year. So, yeah, this is a leap year, which means they add a date of February or something like that? Yes. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but uh, anyway, bottom line, the the century began on January first, two thousand one. That was, I mean, yeah, nineteen ninety nine was not the end of nineties. It was December thirty first, two thousand. This, anyway, I've 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 had my say. What, is, what does Queel say in Mandalorian? Um, I, you know who would know? Alex Stone. <clears throat> Alex Stone, how you doing on this uh, January 1st? What's uh, what's the thing that Queel says on Mandalorian? I knew you
8: were when you went to me. I have seen all, what, eight episodes of Mandalorian now because my seven-year-old son is really into Star Wars and really into it. So then I got into at least Mandalorian, maybe not into the movies, but I don't know. What, uh, what's he saying? Oh, he says... Except that he's dead now.
0: He says... Or oh, oh, or is he? He says I have spoken.
8: Oh, okay. that's
0: what, remember whenever he's when he's done when he says you know I wash my hands. And yeah, he says, I, have spoken. I have
8: spoken. Yeah, but but I mean when they grab Baby Yoda and he's down and, and that that was good going in from uh, episode seven to eight. Do
0: you you know what the two I, I I guess they're dead now, but the two scout troopers on their bikes on their floaty bikes.
8: Yeah, they who were be, chatting at the beginning they, of eight, and, and she, he just seemed a little out of place for them to be. You know, having a, a very casual chit chat sitting there, but yeah, I know what you are talking uh, it about.
0: There should be a spin, spun off series. They're a Wacky
8: Duo. <laughs> it was it was really funny. Like two comedians sitting there chatting. <clears> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, you are in Glendale as we speak.
8: That's right.
0: Um, why are you in Glendale again?
8: Uh, this is where our office is.
0: Oh, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I f- right. I forgot why Nick booked you. Uh, you want to talk about roadkill?
8: Yeah. Oh, that's let's right. talk about the roadkill law.
0: Yeah. And do you know the new California roadkill law? And do you know, uh, I'm, uh, this is not a running bit that I'm doing, do you know about California's new bobcat law? No. Uh, tell you, me about it. I think you can't trap bobcats unless you have a damn good reason for the next, uh, until 2025. But anyway, let's start with the roadkill, because this one's bizarre to me.
8: It, it is. Uh, well, quickly on the bobcat, good to know, because we have a bobcat that we have named Bob that lives uh, kind of in our backyard and roams around. So... Won't be trapping them anytime soon. Uh, but on the, the uh, that's an actual roadkill. That's an
0: actual recorded pair of bobcats uh, uh, Is having the noise they make. That's the noise they make. It Sounds like five-year-olds are they're having a dance off in Quebec. Wow!
8: Not making those that are up. some mean kitties.
0: Yep. Oh, they don't like you. Oh, they don't like you. All right, anyway, so
7: no. I, I interrupt.
8: Uh, so roadkill. Uh, as of today, the, the new law says that uh, that eventually in California that you're going to be able to pick up roadkill on the side of the road, bring it home and eat it, uh, even if you weren't the one that killed it. If you stumble upon it, that then you can take it home and, and you can cook it up. Now, if you live in a number of states, Montana, Washington, Oregon, you would say we've always been able to do this, but... For California, this is something novel, and as of today, the law says the ball will get rolling. The governor signed it last year. You can't go out and do it yet today. Today, it tells the state that it has until 2022 to figure out a regulation system so that you get a permit, you go out there, you find roadkill, you can cook it up. Uh, So don't do it today, but eventually, once they get that process set up, then it'll be legal in California to go out and eat roadkill the
0: the most strained the thing that's strained uh, my credulity was was hearing one of the, one of the sp- uh, sponsors is down here in LA for this new law and and he, he actually said that this would help combat foodlessness amongst the homeless
8: yeah well yeah he's in pico rivera and there have been a number of different arguments that have been made in support of this and yeah, again, it's not that uncommon in the, the West to allow folks to, to do this. A little more uncommon in the East where they're saying, you got to be kidding me, that you're going to stop and you're going to find a dead animal on the road and then you're going to eat it. By the way, it will be limited to deer, elk, antelope, and wild pigs. So you, no killing the squirrels, no killing the bobcats, no killing you know anything else and then taking it home and eating it. But they've made a few arguments, one being, yeah, for food reasons and, and for those who are hungry, by the way, PETA actually agrees with this law, saying, "Look, if you're going to eat meat, you might as well eat meat that's already dead." So they say, "Yeah, go and make use of that meat." But the state is also making the argument, and supporters of this, that this is about traffic safety, because you, to get a permit, you're going to have to report in where you got your tasty animal, uh, how many you got, and you're, you're constantly reporting in. that They say there's going to be a database that will then mark where animals are being killed and that they will then know where these high death rate areas for animals are, and then they can make traffic changes. So they say this is about traffic safety, about helping humans eat, that they say there are a lot of pluses to it. A lot of people say, oh, gross, at the same time.
0: The only people realistically who would ever do this are people who already know how to clean a deer, and they would not eat roadkill. Unless they personally eyeballed it, but anyone who knows venison knows that a- animals die in distress like that. They rarely die cleanly, um, and if they suffer for five, ten, twenty minutes, they release all sorts of enzymes that make the eat uh, the meat un- unedible. And, uh, and if, if you didn't see it and you just see it on the side of the road, you're, you're stu- It's carrion. It's 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 just this is what of Because here's the secret about Oregon and Washington.
8: Yes, we can eat roadkill. Nobody does. It's a possibility, but you don't do it. Now, that said, some people do because you look online and there are all kinds of recipes. I'm looking at one right now for roadkill uh, game pie. There's roadkill hash. There's all kinds of stuff out there that lovers of this do seem to enjoy it. They say it's an acquired taste that you may be on the toilet for a while after the first couple of times that you do it while your body gets used to it. Uh, UC Davis did a study last year that said, From 2009 to 2017, there were 56,000 animal carcasses that were left on California roads. They say this is an opportunity to get some of them off of there, so they're not hit and that it could be wasted meat. Apparently, there are connoisseurs out there of this stuff. Sounds nasty to me, but they've got the, there's heron pudding, there's pigeon stew. Now, pigeons and rabbits and other animals are not on the California-approved list, but they say, hey, you know, that that for the acquired taste, there are those who like it.
0: And, and you know what? Uh, the s- smart idea would be uh, you see roadkill, you call your local animal shelter, they go pick it up and it can render it and, and feed it to the dogs. But it's just a uh, uh, – anyway, well, a brave, brave new world here in in, uh, in California. We can uh, – and I guess if you're wondering if someone's going to go around like road hunting, it's – it, it, it it's really, really hard to actually hit a deer out of uh, out of you trying. Oh, I don't know. For a lot of people, they hit the brakes, whatever. But the deer generally get out of the way. One, my so dad, roaming my around, dad you don't one. see
8: that many deer. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. if you were going to make a business out of it or, you know, that's how you were going to eat, it would be tough to do without some kind of online yeah, database showing you where things are. Before, But, yeah, that, that that's unlikely. This is more that the law looks at, If you stumble upon it, you could throw it in the back of your pickup truck. You could go home and you could cook it up without getting penalized, without getting arrested for it. Are people really going to do it? Maybe not, but it will now be legal.
0: Uh, All right, folks, we'll get that brush guard, (laughs) sharpen up
8: that (laughs) brush guard up front. And remember, it's not legal yet. It's only legal for the state to set up the planning for it, and eventually it will be legal as of today.
0: All right, Alex Stone. Um, have a, a good 2020. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll interact.
8: You got it. Sounds good. Thanks, Brad.
0: Happy New Year. There goes Alex Stone. Uh, one, my dad hit a deer once with me in the car, and it it strolled across our lane, and it looked like it knew it, where it was going and what it was doing, and so he kind of sped up, and it wasn't clear of the highway yet, and then right at the last second it turned back around, and we and we hit just the head and spun it around, but it was still alive. I saw more deer yesterday on Highway One, coming back from Morro Bay to Santa Clarita. I saw more deer on Highway One Sixty Six than I've ever seen in California. Um, but anyway, we'll uh, be back right after this. More folksy anecdotes uh, in just a second. Uh, China with a offer Taiwan can't refuse. After this, New Year's Day edition of the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM Six Forty, live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app.
6: I
5: just wanted you to watch me dissolve, slowly, in a groove of your
0: love. I don't even know how the chemistry if i M640 live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. <clears throat> it is Gary and Shannon's show. And uh, I guess, oh, it, there might be, uh, oh, no, okay. Uh, so wait, does, so Nick... And Blake, you guys watch the Mandalorian. I watch yes, the Mandalorian. Sure. Layla Muhammad, are you a dork? You watch the Mandalorian. Doesn't by the way, it doesn't make you a dork. I defend. Wha- do I watch who? The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Star Wars. No. I here's here's here's, <laughs> uh, and I still haven't seen this final Star Wars. <clears throat> All I know is, um, it's about time someone pounded a steak into the heart of this thing. And apparently, it ends with a whimper and not a bang. Mandalorian is the only show of life support for the star wars franchise and they they better spin off more shows and all because did you see rise of skywalker not yet okay i, I won't I feel, say anything i feel like i am seeing something that i grew up with die uh, uh you know a pretty miserable death i from everything i've heard
2: yeah i will say i, I was disappointed and you know Force Awakens came out in 2015, so they they knocked out all those movies in four years. Yeah, and, and now it, it feels like it just started, and now it's over. And I'm kind of like, well, that's that's what we got. And I, I, guess, I those films.
0: they were some of the best ones. And now it's apparently ending ending badly. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. And I mean, I when when Star Wars came out came out, my friend Andy and I were up in Vancouver, BC, visiting my my relatives who happened to be here for the uh, <clears throat> Oregon game, and or Rose Bowl as as you, as you say, and um. We went in at 10 a.m. to see Star Wars, got out, went back into it. You know, paid one admission. We looped like five times that day. We watched it five times that day. And this is back when you know, I I just told my uncle. He said, "Call me when you're done." So hours go by, and we came out of the fourth time. I called him and said, "Hey, we're going to watch this movie one more time." And we saw it five times a day. It came out, and now to just hear what it's what it's doing. But that, what I like is is Mandalorian. Has a sense of humor because the deal about the entire Star Wars arc is I I, I don't know what it was it was Yoda uh, 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 a wacky sidekick I, I don't I can't recall a funny moment in a in a Star Wars movie period Jar Jar Binks when they, what's that Jar Jar Binks that but that was not intended I guess it was intended as comic relief it's like right, it was but... so out of place. It's just annoying. It's yeah, like I mean, if I you're guess... gonna
2: tell a joke, tell a joke. See Three PO and R2 kinda, you know, have a, a good back and forth.
0: And you but... and McGregor, you know, when they're flying and they're hovercraft and the the terrible Anakin Skywalker actor, that young kid. He he jumps out of the flying car, and Ewan, Ewan McGregor says, I hate it when he does that. I just watched that one last night. Remember that? Attack of the Clones, yeah. I, I don't know, it's like, that's a punchline that's 10 years old when that movie was made. I hate it when he does that. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, it was from Top Gun when he gets up and sings, you've lost
2: that love and feeling. I hadn't seen that movie in a few years, and I, I watched it last night or the night before. And
0: Anthony Edwards says, I hate it when she does that. Yeah. He says, she's lost that love and feeling, Goose. And he goes, oh, has she? I hate it when she yeah, no, it's so bad. So what I'm getting to is John Favreau, who did Iron Man, all three uh, Iron Man. Um, he he did Swingers. That's that's how he started. He wound he winds up as a you know a character on Friends at the end. But the guy behind the scenes has been producing some great movies. He's the one behind the Mandalorian, <clears throat> so he's obviously not afraid of humor. And so in the final episode, episode eight. Of the Mandalorian, it, it, it's the the two guys that kidnapped Baby Yoda. The two Scout troopers on their floating bikes are hanging around, just shooting the S. And it's the it's probably the most authentic soldier talk. I th- this is what bored soldiers sound like. He he nailed this.
8: Hey, how long has it been since that thing moved? I don't know, like a minute or two. Don't worry. Uh, it's been way longer than a minute. Oh my god. Shouldn't we check and see if it's still alive? You hit it pretty hard. You just want to see it. Well, we should check and see if it's hurt. And the last thing that you want is to give Gideon a bag and have him open it up and find whatever is Okay, last. okay, look, here you go. See? Take a peek. Everything's fine. What is that? I don't know, it's a pet or something. A pet? Like, oh, yeah. ah!
0: <laughs> no, whoever did the YouTube video just... Loop the but I mean, he actually literally punched the baby Yoda. But that's the thing. If he, uh, why wouldn't the baby Yoda have done, you know, some Jedi trick on him, uh, or something? But it was, it was, it was a longer sequence, uh, about for, you know two minutes long or so, and uh, and it was, and it was funny, and that's what Star Wars is lack. So that's that's why the thing uh, has has done so well. I think I think now because me and the cousins we we rewatched the final four episodes as we were as we were McClouding as I say on on New Year's Eve. But uh, no, I'm I'm glad. So that's the reason I uh, play that. Well, um, here just imagine that you're Taiwan, and ever since uh, 1948, when Chiang Kai Shek fled the mainland with uh, his nationalist army, the Kuomintang. They have been uh, preparing for a and it seemed seemingly inevitable Chinese invasion to reunify China. Um, so fast forward to 2019, and you see what's going on in in Hong Kong with uh, the so-called uh, "One Country, Two Systems" promise that was made in 1997 to the people of Hong Kong, uh, which is well, we're not really going to absorb you into the Borg. Don't worry, you'll get to Hong Kong all day long, uh, you know, if you want. And clearly, they're not. <clears throat> So China is so tone-deaf, they offered to Taiwan, hey, if we reunify, we'll give you the same deal as Hong Kong. Not, not exactly a real baller pitch. Uh, China claims Taiwan as its territory to be brought under Beijing's control by force if necessary. The president of Taiwan said uh, Wednesday, uh, their time, earlier today, our time, that the island would not accept a one-country, two-systems political formula that Beijing has floated um, uh, Tsai, wait, what's her name? President, um, President, Tsai, I don't know, I've seen her name. Where's her name? I just read her name. President Tsai Ing wen, uh, is seeking re election on January 11th. She also vowed in a New Year's speech to defend Taiwan's sovereignty, saying her government uh, would build a mechanism to safeguard freedom and democracy as Beijing ramps up pressure on the island. Taiwan's parliament passed a so called anti infiltration law. Yesterday, to combat uh, perceived threats from China, further straining ties between Taiwan and uh, and the mainland. Tsai said the law will protect Taiwan's democracy, and cross-strait exchanges will not be affected amid worries that the legislation may damage business ties with China. And Taiwan does a lot of business with China. Uh, China does a lot of business with Taiwan. But um, there there's a there's a legend apparently based in fact that the the Chinese equivalent. Of U.S. Navy SEALs, Chinese, the Chinese Navy is actually called the People's Liberation Army Navy. Uh, and they have a special Naval Special Warfare uh, branch. And when they graduate, their, their graduation, uh, final graduation exercise is that they infiltrate Taiwan, go to a movie and bring the ticket stub back. And I don't know who started that, if it's true or not, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it is. But uh, the, the the other badly kept secret uh, is that the Taiwanese military is hopelessly penetrated by mainland agents. Not They're not from the mainland. Uh, they are just under the pay of the Chinese Ministry for State Security. And so because the, Chi- the Taiwanese routinely are having to purge their upper ranks because they're finding, uh, you know, m- mysterious uh, money drops and things like that. Anyway, um China says, "Hey, let us absorb you. we'll uh, we'll do you just like Hong Kong and the Taiwanese saying, Yeah, yeah, no. you know what? I would you know what I'd rather do. I would rather try to sandpaper a Bobcat's butt in a phone booth. How about how about that? How would that go? Oh, attempt number one didn't go so good. Let's do it again. I'm going in. No, you cannot sandpaper a Bob Caps a button in a phone booth. Uh, back in just a second, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. KFY AM 640, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon today, tomorrow, and Friday. Uh, former NBA commissioner David Stern has died, and he uh, he oversaw, uh, I, I, I would say, the golden era of the NBA. Uh, his stewardship of the NBA is a model for other sports leagues. And I know the NHL, which is uh, the National Hockey League, which is a sport played by men on ice wearing skates with uh, sticks and pucks. Very popular in certain parts of the country, and then unpopular in places where, uh, you, that you would never guess, like uh, Los Angeles. But n- nowhere near the NBA, and they've they've struggled, you know, to to get the sport on TV and the whole thing. But what Stern did, I mean, well, and I, some would say um, it, it, you know, a happy coincidence of the arrival of Michael Jordan. Um, maybe saved the NBA, but uh, Stern really brought a league that was—it's—I I wouldn't say unwatchable because uh, the '80s were classic, of course. That was the the golden age of the Lakers, those Lakers-Celtics duels. But um, anyway, and that you know, and, and but you, you could feel the league changing, and Stern was a guy who shepherded that league, the uh, viewership um audience was shrinking, and he's the guy that, that turned things around. So uh, a uh, uh, maybe a, a Stern-like, because the NBA is shrinking again, the NBA needs the Lakers to win a championship. <clears throat> I mean, that's the pressure's not on the Clippers. The pressure's on the Lakers. Um, Stern had a great product. So uh, it wasn't his fault that the Sonics left Seattle, by the way. wasn't his fault. Don't worry, though. Don't worry, because uh, Steve Ballmer's primary residence is still Seattle. So if you think that the Clippers are going to be around down here for long, believe me, that wrong will be righted uh, very soon. Um, Yes. Yeah, so I, because I'm uh, working today, we, my daughter and I made Tuesday our New Year's Day and Monday night our New Year's Eve. So we went to Morrow Bay and we swam and we washed our 2019 away. We, we uh, body surfed and swam in the great Pacific Ocean. And then we did it again, uh, Tuesday morning. And this is with this high surf advisory, which I guess, Layla Muhammad, you said it's, ju- it's just San Luis Obispo
6: County? Or
0: that's oh, I mean, no, primarily I,
6: where it is. No, I broke them all down. There, there are several. Um, let, let me give me it, five it, seconds to it, pull it back up for you. It but, was. Yeah. It <laughs> it,
0: it, it, was, it was supposed to kick in like 10 p.m. Monday night. It didn't really arrive till early Tuesday morning, but we were not to be deterred for our uh, New Year's New Year's Tuesday was it was our day. It was it was high surf. There was there was crazy waves going on, and there were there were people paddling out at Morro Bay Rock uh to surf them in it was amazing. and just my daughter's eyes lit up and she she just said i got to learn how to surf i have to learn how to cook. she's not afraid of anything She's at, at the age of 10 she was wearing a shorty wetsuit and i have, i've got a full body open water swimming suit i mean i'm not nuts but my daughter wearing a shorty suit she went in really cold couldn't care less she played for an hour and a half i played for 10 minutes and then, then lifeguarded her all of and then then yesterday morning we see the um, uh, we saw that surf, and she just said, "I I got to learn how to surf." So we're gonna be back Monday, um, and uh, taking the surfing lessons.
6: So the the highest waves were, are going to be in San Luis Obispo and Santa Barbara counties, but the advisory is for I mean literally Orange County, yeah. LA County, all of them. Yeah.
0: So my new best friends at Wave <laughs> Wave Surf Shop—they're not paying me. They have no idea who I am because they're not in the demographic for talk radio. If you know what I'm saying, bro. Dude, um, they, but uh, they were really good kids. Uh, she couldn't, they couldn't find a wetsuit that would fit her. They did. They found a wetsuit that would fit her. We got her a, a, a shorty suit, but uh, no, it was, it was really, really, uh, really, really cool. I love the Morro Bay. Great. Great. Um, I, have you, do you do a lot of California road tripping? You're, you're coming up on your one year anniversary out here, right? Cause you moved here in March.
6: You're talking to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> Say my name. It's like five of us around here. Um,
0: yeah, I moved here March 1st. Okay, I got to say, if you ever just want to get away from people and just go do your own thing in a great little town, okay. run up to Morro Bay.
6: Okay, I would do that. Two and a half hour drive, tops. I, I drove to San Diego to visit a friend, and then I, I, my sister and I were like, let's cross the border, and went to Tijuana.
0: First and last after. time.
6: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's a great little seaside
0: town, it's like it's out of Popeye or oh. something. yeah. Filled with great little restaurants, seafood restaurants, other restaurants, great little adult, um, the, you know, beverage places right on the water. Um, oh, I
6: love seafood. This is this is my kind
0: of town. Giovanni's, Giovanni's oh. uh, in in Morro Bay, um, and then also the other. I'll show you these these pictures. But there's a giant rock, a moral rock, right, and the harbor is right next to that, uh, the bay. Uh, and but if you if you ever want to be ten feet away from a giant Pacific sea otter, a, a cluster of every single day they're on their backs Aww. eating abalone or whatever and we and my my daughter was 10 feet away there was a mommy with her pup on her chest and it was occasionally jumping off and spinning around and getting back on and then there's harbor seals and california sea lions and everything it's just it's it, it
6: sounds like a cool
0: place it's serene it's yeah. sublime and then so so we just had a blast and and then we got on the other side of the rock got got in the uh, the ocean but yeah i as a cleanser i got to say if you want to just get people out of your hair go up there get a room, go find a bar. And eat good seafood. And eat outside. That's a really cool part. So we were eating. It was uh, 730. It was 59 degrees. Eating at this one restaurant with an outside deck. And they had little natural gas, you know, stone garden, you know, things at the tables. You had a gas fire right in front of you. 20 tables outside. Places packed on the inside. No one's eating outside. It was nuts to me. It was not cold. It wasn't windy. I posted it on Instagram. If you, uh, Brian does junk on his Instagram, I should have shot a movie of it. The flames were not moving. No one was eating outside, and and you could hear the harbor seals barking and everything. It's like, why why did you come to this town? You can you can eat inside in a restaurant in you know mm-hmm. fricking San Luis Obispo, but uh, no, I we just had a blast. So very cool. Not a living there. Can't move there. <laughs> but uh, unless I become a sea captain, you know, that could that could be a thing. I don't know. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. We'll cross over with uh, John Thomas. He's in for John Ken. And we'll talk about the the rise of Buttigieg. And again, we will recount the uh, the shocking violence out of the Vatican as the pope, Pope Francis, without provocation, just uh, laid into a woman fist flying. He had to be pulled off of her. And I might. I might be getting some of the facts wrong, but you've been hearing this story um, in, in the media all day long. We'll uh, cover it for you. Right after this, it is The Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the I Radio app. 40. Happy New Year! It is 2020 on the Gary and Shannon Show, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio Radio app, and I'll be the zillionth person to point out that we're not—we're now living in the time period after Blade Runner is set. So there's that. The uh, Rose Bowl uh, kicks off here in a little bit, and I'm looking for—can anyone see the B2, um, Nick? If you look. The Goodyear balloon, I mean, blimp, is uh, orbiting over there. Uh, but if you look kind of to your right out the window towards, uh, and don't make me play Glendale, uh, towards Glendale, you should see it orbiting over the hills. And you should see two of them, like I say. Um, I don't. But anyway, uh, Rose Bowl kicks off here at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, I guess Gavin Newsom woke up. He's, uh, he, he woke up from his, uh, I, assume, I assume he parties, why wouldn't he? <clears throat> he says, quote, Happy New Year. What an incredible decade. We've accomplished so much in California by standing up for our values and taking on some of the biggest issues from health care to gun violence to climate change. Let's keep it going. Here's to 2020 and the decade ahead. He thinks, he thinks the current state of the, the two jewel cities of California, L.A. and San Francisco, is a good thing. Uh, says says feces enthusiast <laughs> Kevin Dusel. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I would love to hear my, my relatives that are down here for. Oh, let me tell you about the Oregon Ducks. They they have zero interest in going downtown. Um, they they've been asking about it, and because uh, Vancouver, BC, has its own problems, and and has to do with opioids and heroin, and the whole thing. But it's still illegal in Vancouver, BC. To drop trow and and drop a deuce, it happens. But it's just that you can't do it in front of police. You, none of these Twitter feeds in Los Angeles, LA vagrants, LA homeless, and all that—that that show uh, everything they show would get you arrested in Vancouver, British Columbia. <clears throat> um, and and the Canadians are very tolerant. They just they just don't tolerate adult men, as they say, flogging the dolphin. You know, right in front of a bus stop. <laughs> and Facing the street, you know, not even the decency to to uh to to face away. But um so I present you a one minute montage. He will be every time there's a Rose Bowl, I miss Keith Jackson. The voice, the voice of college football. And uh, anytime there's a Rose Bowl intro, they should just go with Keith Jackson. But here's a one minute Keith Jackson montage.
7: The hyperbole is done. Now we can finally play the game.
1: Look at that. Oh, my goodness. One man. Goodbye. Hello, High Intercepted by Teague. George Teague to the end zone. Touchdown. We're going to play football. Yes! The ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown!
7: Ball goes into the end zone. Oh, the phone, everybody. There's a penalty flag thrown, and I think it's against Miami. The royalty of college football is in assembly at the Rose Bowl 2006. He's going for the corner. He's got it. I should
0: probably have warned you. If you are a, uh, a USC alumni, you'll not want to listen to the next 20 seconds.
7: The royalty of college football is in assembly at the Rose Bowl 2006. He's going for the
8: corner.
1: California to win
0: the National Championship of College Football. And there you go, Keith Jackson. Uh, he will be missed, Keith, Keith Jackson. Coincidentally, a Washington State Cougar is Keith Jackson, just like Edward R. Murrow. So uh, nothing but great broadcasters seems to come out of that that, uh, that college. Not that I was a broadcast major, but I was poli and history. And speaking of John Thomas... Um, yeah, how, what, what's
5: your career path? What did you study in the college? Uh, what did I study? Actually, I, yeah, what, I had a very direct career path. I knew from the age of thirteen that this is exactly what I wanted to do. So I never missed a campaign cycle. Went into advertising in college, ah, and then got my master's in public policy. Ah, see, if I'd known when
0: I was thirteen, if I'd known a job like yours existed, I would have been d- doing exactly what it, because like, I, I love. You know what? What you get paid to do? I love, yeah, studying.
5: It's fun. No, I can't re- bill anybody. It's, it's really fun. But yeah, I did. People say, "Oh, you're so young to be working in the business." I said, "Actually, I've spent you know twenty years in the field." Yeah, think about it
0: because you, you knew what you were doing.
5: You um. Uh, so
0: here's what I'm hearing about uh, Budaj. He ends 2019 with a with a bang. 24.7 million. So mm-hmm. so I I have. I have friends who donate to the Democrats, and they live in Beverly Hills. and And a friend of mine, and this one friend of mine, it's really it's his wife doing it, but she donate they donate a lot of money to Garcetti. So they have uh, fundraisers at, at their place. He said that the word around the campfire is that Obama is telling people to donate to Buttigieg. You know, obviously, strategically, he's playing the I can't, you know, uh, uh-huh. uh, anoint someone, but he's not out there publicly saying my vice president should be the next president. He's not, in fact, he he was admonishing old people just a few weeks ago not to even be in the race. Um, but that people are saying behind the scenes, he's saying, Buttigieg will beat Trump. Get, get to a point where
5: I can endorse him and black people will vote for him. You know, I've heard rumors like that. I don't know how, uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that that's exactly what he's doing, but what you can look at politicians actions or public inaction speak sometimes as loudly as the things that they're not saying. And the fact that Barack Obama has not come out yet and endorsed Joe Biden, despite Biden, if you look at the polling averages nationally, you know, he's been relatively steady in a first or second place. Obama does not want Biden. But Obama's doing Biden the courtesy of staying out publicly. But yeah. remember, it is well known and documented that Obama has said six times, no less, to Joe Biden prior to running, don't do it, Joe. Yeah. Don't run. And that's where, in his
0: case, neutrality is taking a side. He's he that's, is, right. Uh, that's right. Him not full-throated endorsing his former vice president is taking a side. It's the donkey in the room. And is the um, is the Democratic Party just afraid uh, that that a Buttigieg uh, is young, vigorous, articulate, and he makes money, and he's the nominee? Are they afraid that Black people just flat out will not even vote? They won't go out for him?
5: Well. They're afraid of that, and there's good uh, statistical data to back that up. I mean, look at his coalition right now. Let's yeah. think about – Brian, who likes Pete Buttigieg in a Democratic primary? It is college-educated white people that live on the coast that make over $150,000 a year. That is not the winning Democratic coalition yeah. that's going to beat Donald Trump.
0: But, they, but, but, but like I say, the, if he's a nominee, then you see Barack Obama every single day on TV for Pete Buttigieg. Absolutely. and yeah. then but, but, but is
5: that enough? I mean he's he's a near deity he, in the black community. He, I, I don't think it's enough, and, and I don't think Buttigieg will be the nominee even if he pulls it out of Iowa. I mean the sequence I see happening is I could see Sanders winning Iowa. Let's say Buttigieg wins Iowa. I think Buttigieg loses New Hampshire to Sanders uh, and then runs into the firewall in South Carolina. A law of gravity yeah. in a Democratic primary is there is no path. Without a significant proportion of African American support, he doesn't have it. And the the uh, the Iowa poll, uh, because I I think uh, I'm, there. I'm I'm up here. <laughs> okay, I'm having good. a serious political yeah, discussion. Yeah, all right. Well, I am too. And you're giving me that face.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. He's going to win that poll. Yeah. Are you happy? Thank you. Yeah. Don't uh, be a total it, poll smoker. It, It's
5: it. But in well, South Carolina, uh, it, actually, I do think that there's a decent chance that he does pull it off. As you, you you look at trend lines and all you have to do is take a, a ruler and it is a straight line that you've seen his growth in the, in the polls in Iowa. He's doing very well. Now, here's his problem. He doesn't have the same level of organization that a Bernie Sanders does on the ground.
0: Yeah. Um, and also, <clears throat> I sense Trump has been sparring uh, with the idea that he's going to be fighting Biden. I, I think Buttigieg, the, the argument for Democrats to get behind him is that – I don't I don't know that Trump has a counter uh, for that. But you well, can't say to that guy, well, you have never run anything. But a little town." Well, Trump never ran anything in government. Right, sure right.
5: I, mean, I think there are, are plenty of soft spots. I mean, first would be they call him part time. Pete, you know, you're uh, you're you're a mayor of a small town. I mean, what did he get? Yeah, to and get, It wasn't
0: actually was a nine to
5: five daily job. Right. Was it? It was that's a, right. It's part time. Pete. And how many votes did he get? Eight thousand one hundred votes. Brian, you and I get some Twitter likes more than that a good know. day. You know what I mean? So uh, I think the the youth in and inexperience is a, is a significant and meaningful jab that Pete will have to overcome. But look, Pete is a, is an incredibly skilled politician. But Brian, you're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree on this one because I just don't think I think Pete Buttigieg is the Democratic nominee in 2024. I do not think in 2024. Not Gavin's.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gavin just woke up. He just tweeted. He woke up from his hangover. You don't think it'll be Gavin? No, because look at California. I know, an
5: absolute train wreck. Yeah, they have no how, idea. How do you run on that? Isn't that okay. funny?
0: Kamala Harris had no clue what California looks
5: like from the outside. Right. I mean, none. Yeah. I, I mean, no doubt about it that Gavin is going to run in twenty twenty four. You can you can see it. Yeah, but I think Buttigieg. He's going to give it the old college try. He's going to uh, surprise some folks. Remember, Ted Cruz won Iowa. He didn't. Make, he didn't go the distance last go around. Ted Cruz totally smoked that poll. Yeah, that's right. And then he, then he, then he just went. After that, he just went limp.
0: It was just. Uh, uh, he, he was. It wasn't. wasn't serious anymore.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think Pete Buttigieg surprises people. I think he then takes the next four years. Oh, yeah, what to do do? Well, to figure out how to get African American support and how do you do that? You buy it. You go around all over the country to local electives, and you start giving them money to support their causes and their political. Will he be on uh, Biden cabinet? Will he be Secretary of HUD? Well, you're you're making the assumption that that a Democrat would win the nomination or win win the uh, presidency.
0: No, no, I'm just saying if if uh, if if I'm if, saying it's, how it's, does it's, he prevent? How does he stay from disappearing? How does he prevent disappearing?
5: Uh, well, I think he he ba- he does something in the DNC and then he gives the next, you know, no red state, blue state speech at the next Democratic Convention yeah. and uh any Yeah, you're right. Staying relevant is gonna be his challenge. Entrenching in the African African American community, uh, will be what he has to work on. But if he can if he can figure out those two things, the relevancy thing I think is actually relatively easy. If he can figure out those two things and if if Trump does get reelected, who else? Just think about it. Yeah. Right? Who else do the Democrats have that's a national star right now? Everybody else is aged out.
0: Yeah, they're either uh, yeah they've either they they've either backed out or just yeah they've given up. So yeah. so uh, his
5: path is pretty clear, but I, I don't that's in the future. I don't think for now.
0: All right, as you see, I'm leaving you a clean workstation. I'm properly signing out. I'm not powering down the computer. Oh, thank
5: you. I'm I'm leaving. It's it so, so nice. That- you know, when handle leaves, it's just a war zone. He doesn't, He doesn't. He literally doesn't know how to log out. It's uh. It well. There's like there's food everywhere. It's just. A, it's just a nightmare. He's
0: got. A, he's got a fluffer to, to log him out. He doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> well, you know,
5: I'm filling in for Johnny Ken. Going
0: i filling got... in for Johnny Ken. John Thomas. Uh, you'll hear the best political talk right here. Uh, all right, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Compared to lying on the floor of the bank, this was Space Mountain to me. I, you know, I thought it was great. Gary
8: and Shannon. Oh, that was fantastic. I feel a thousand percent better.